This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farah and Farah. Thank you to the guys at Farah and Farah and the women and their pets. <laughs> So, and their nieces and nephews. That's right, all of them. We know they all work hard and they spend money here to sponsor this update. All right, so um, has it gotten out of control, the whole anti-Semitic thing? Yeah, I think so. I never thought I'd be living through a time where uh, we can be racist against an entire group of people and nobody seems to say anything. It's like uh, it's not happening. Can you imagine this were black or Asian or even Italian like Jill and we were just openly being racist about a whole group of people? The, the outrage would be enormous. But the problem is, as you see, um, and I say this with kindness, most Americans now are complacent, lazy, and cowards. I don't think you're a coward if you're listening to this show. I think if you consume this show, you're already doing something that most people don't do, is listen to stuff that you don't hear anywhere else mm. that pretty much they're hiding from you. That's the truth. Or have an open mind to try and listen to something that maybe you don't know about yet. So excluding you, you know what I'm talking about. When Again, I keep bringing this up because it's so it's so obvious. When Ukraine got attacked, everybody had a Ukrainian flag on their Facebook profile. Do we see uh, Israeli flags on their Facebook profiles? No. No guts. You know what? I'm gonna, I don't even go on Facebook. That's why my husband changed, but I'm going to do it today. What are you going to do? So put an Israeli flag on my Facebook profile. I see a lot of people that have that. I stand with my Jewish friends, you know, stand up for Jews. I see a lot of that over. Well, I'm going to say it on the air. I stand up with my Jewish friends. I, I am I am embarrassed, embarrassed right now to be an American, to see what's going on in our universities. And this all comes down. Look, you, you can blame the kids all you want, but these kids are only regurgitating what they're taught by the professors and the elite ascot-wearing a-holes that run these universities. Yeah, but you but also have to give ones? some credit. Wait, wait, but ultimately... Ultimately, it's the parents. Right, I was just about to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I I agree with you. A lot of it is the parents, too, for teaching their kids to just go with what everybody else is saying. I mean, half these kids that are protesting have no idea what they're protesting or why. If you walked up to them and asked them anything about why they're protesting... Tell them about the river thing. So, <laughs> Okay, first of all, uh, from the river to the sea means death to Jews. That's, that's right. what it means. And so people were chanting and holding signs, I forget what college, uh, from the river to the sea, uh, Palestine will be free. And so the typical stuff that we run on here and the microphone on the street and you go up and you go, oh, okay, so what are you protesting for? We want Palestine to be free from the river to the sea. And he goes, okay, for what river? And she goes, what? Um, 
And he goes, and what sea? From what river to what sea? And she goes, what do you mean? And he goes, what to what sea? Where are you, like, what are you talking about? She's like, what? What are you, why are you asking me that? That's the thing that people shout. He's like, yeah, well, if you're yelling something, don't you think you should know what you're yelling for? Yeah. They should also know what it means. And she started picking up her stuff. She's like, I don't need to have this conversation it, with you. It's a whole trend. What was that clip you uh, you played for us like a week ago, Jill? It was the uh, the guy saying, he was talking to these girls and they're like, oh, you're being misogynistic. And he's oh, like, yeah. what, what is misogyny? And they're like, and um... Like, uh, it's, uh, hold on one second. It's coming guess. to me. You heard it on a podcast. Now you're just repeating it without even knowing what you're talking about. And she's like, "No, shut up, stupid." Now here's where it's uh, here's where it's become just unbearable to even read the news these days. But I got to tell you, you need to know what's going on. Now's not. Let me tell you something. If there was one time right now where you have to stay tuned into what's going on, now's the time because Netanyahu said it yesterday. I'll play that later on, but. We're next. Mm-hmm. We're next. You don't want to be surprised. If you're sitting there and you go, I'm going to go listen to Christmas music. I'm going to go um, listen to the, uh, the stories about you know the, what's your favorite pizza. If you're doing that, you're ignoring this. It's going to come to you. I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling you the truth. This is not a normal time. This is not just another you know skirmish here, skirmish there. This is more serious than anything we faced since the Cold War and even be- before that. Okay, so here's what's going on in our universities. MIT, I brought up yesterday, cost a quarter of a million dollars to go there. And the uh, professor coordinated with a student, did his math problem, and then stopped and said, okay, it's your turn. And the student got up and started doing his whole from the river to the sea speech. Right. How we need to exterminate the Jews. And then he held up a Palestinian flag in the classroom. Now it goes a step further. Yesterday, an open letter penned by the MIT Israeli Alliance alleges that Jewish and Israeli students, and I confirm this, were physically obstructed from classrooms by a hostile pro-Palestinian group called the Coalition Against Apartheid, CAA. And the university, you know what they did? What would you think they would do? Think about it. Let's say a bunch of white kids show up at UCF mm. and block black kids from coming into the the library behind the pond. Imagine that. What would happen in this? What would happen? It'd be national news. They'd, Every, be they'd all be expelled for sure. They'd be. A, it would be national news for weeks. Unbelievable racism. This actually happened yesterday. So here's what the letter said. After students from the CAA harassed MIT staff members, they harassed the MIT staff members that were Jewish in their office for being Jewish. Then they interrupted a class, which I played for you yesterday in the past few weeks. Many Jewish students fear leaving their dorm rooms and have stated they feel MIT is no longer safe for Jews. The letter goes on. This message is compounded by the public and private warnings of Hillel, the school's graduate Jewish community, and many faculty that Jewish students should not enter MIT's main lobby today. Why? Because pro-Palestinian Hamas protesters are in there and they fear for their lives. That they're violent. This is the university knowing and saying And they're just letting this. it and saying, just, just avoid it. Just don't. Do, we're not going to stop it, but just avoid it. You don't, you don't have to be a genius to know that the university, whoever's in the university, should have called the police. Uh-huh. And those people should have been dragged off campus. Well, also, how are you threatening staff? I'd be like, bitch, I work here. I'll go into the computer and delete that you even exist from this university. Well, that's the other <laughs> thing. They're inviting people that don't go to the school to come there and protest. So half the protesters don't even go to that school. Can you do that? 
They're doing it. That No, you can't. It's against every policy they have at MIT and almost every other university, but they're not doing anything. They're cowards. These people that you pay $250,000 so your kid can get an education, so you can go to the local cocktail party with all your other friends or a bunch of phonies and clink glasses and go, Mike, my son's graduating from MIT. Well, your son, I hope he's not Jewish, is being harassed and there's a possible chance of violence there right now. But, you know, you got that degree and you can brag about it at your cocktail party. It's, it's just mind boggling. So Netanyahu spoke about this just about, it was like Wednesday of last week. And we have to protect not only our lives, but our future. Can our world survive if people go and with such moral confusion and in fact, uh, moral depravity support these killers these murderers and i you know i, I think it's very important that uh, that this was censured and i'll tell you something this is an indictment of uh, uh, i suppose of higher education in many places in the west when people who are supposedly educated cannot distinguish right from wrong and good from evil hamas is evil Hamas is evil, and we have to defeat evil, not protest and demonstrate on behalf of evil. Yeah, we all got our priorities all wrong, because shortly after that all happened, MIT was yesterday, but shortly after you heard about the other universities, Kamala Harris. Think about this. Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, soon to be president for a few months, came out. You think she would be in support of the Israelis and and Israel and, and the students that are going to universities here? No. No, she didn't. She spit in Jewish people's faces. And so today, I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. To counter Islam, because that's a problem. Okay, the stats came out yesterday in New York City. Mm. New York Times reported Jewish hate crimes up 214% in Mm. one month. Uh Uh-huh. You want to know why? Because they already know they have the votes of Jewish people. All they care about now is getting back the votes of Muslim people because they're like, oh, wait a minute. We said we stand with Israel. Now the Muslim people aren't going to vote for us. So let's go out there and tell the Muslim people that we support them. Okay, now the other side of the coin in the same report yesterday, Islamophobia, Muslim hate crimes, zero. But Kamala Harris is putting together a committee to deal with Islamophobia, not... Where's not, the uh, committee for the anti-Semitic? Not Jewish hate. Yeah, but that's just the name of her committee. Her committee is actually the committee to get elected again so yeah. I can keep my position of power. <laughs> that's that's the real committee. There was actually a headline yesterday. You talk about how crazy people are. This isn't even from the Babylon Bee or is, is Islamophobia accelerating global warming. <laughs> You're kidding. I'm not even going to read the story. This is from a professor in the School of Philosophy, Anthropology, and Social Inquiry. What did the School of Social Inquiry, University of Melbourne, it's, it's, is Islamophobia accelerating global warming? These people are all sick. This is a mental disease. It's an illness. Okay, let's get to some good news. Simpsons? Simpsons. I, Didn't I, I just have the discussion with him? Yeah. Rick, don't yeah, bother. I'm yeah, trying to get the no, Simpsons team. Don't bother with it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't worry about it. No, no. Pay attention to the stories you got to read. Well, I'll, I'll do it. The, the whole thing. Simpsons. All right. Remember the story last week? Homer is no, gonna long, no longer going to choke Bart. That's right. It was all fake. What? Yep. He's going to continue ch- choking Bart. Thank God. I I feel 
Yes, it gives me a sense of normalcy. I just feel like there's a little bit of good in the world. What kind of world do we live in where Homer can't choke Bart anymore? According, according to Simpson producer and co-creator James L. Brooks, here's his quote. Don't think for a second we're changing anything, he told People magazine. He goes about the kerfuffle. Nothing's getting touched. Nothing, 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 he continued. He'll continue to be strangled if that's what you effing want. I mean... And I say that in the most awful terms. <laughs> I am so relieved. Good, good. It's a little bit of happy. But he hasn't been choked in like four seasons. Well, I guess they're gonna they're gonna be choking special coming up. <laughs> I hope so. All choking, all of the choking highlights. Okay. All right. So, I want you to picture you're on a bus in L.A. and you've had a little too many. Ugh. Who knows what kind of pills you popped? And the bus probably smells like pee. And mm. Yeah, you're a big loser, and you fell asleep on the bus. You're and, a big loser. And while you're on the bus, I guess what you did is because you're afraid somebody's out to get you, which really nobody is, but you're paranoid because of all the drugs you're taking. You take your gun out of your belt loop, and you put it under your right leg, Uh-oh. you know, under your th- thigh where you're sitting. Oh. Yeah. And then, then you pass out. So a passenger on this bus in L.A. noticed that there was a gun butt sticking out under the guy's thigh. Oh. So he goes up to the driver. He goes, hey, this guy's sitting just 10 rows back. He's got a gun. Bus driver pulls over, um, calls the police, according to KTLA. Mm -hmm. And uh, the police show up. And they say, hey, can you come out? Well, the guy wouldn't wake up. So this turned into a three-hour standoff. This all started around 4.30 this morning. A call came in from a passenger on the bus, a 911 call, saying that another passenger was asleep and had a gun under his seat. The bus is an L.A. Metro bus, which was going northbound on Western this morning, approaching Melrose. The driver pulling over, waiting for LAPD officers to arrive. The suspect was supposedly sitting motionless and sleeping. Pretty soon, the LAPD set up a large perimeter around this area and a SWAT team was called and the robot dog was deployed to retrieve the gun from the suspect. Okay, so now now this is the best part of the story. Imagine, Imagine you're drunk and you're really hungover and you're all effed up and you're sitting in this bus. All the other passengers are gone. The bus driver's gone. You wake up and there's a robot dog. Trying to check your prostate. <laughs> I have a question. The Would you freak out or what? Because he did. He freaked out. Okay, but the other side is the guy's asleep. Can't you just walk on the bus and take the gun and wake no, him up? Why no. are you standing there going, I guess we'll just wait for him to finish his beauty nap. They did. They did for three He's hours. He's sleeping. Go on there and get him and carry him off and take no, the gun. They bullhorned him for three hours. Hey, wake up. Nothing. You think he's laying there <laughs> pretending to sleep? Like, just shh, shh, shh. No, I think he was. So the picture, he's, the guy was gone. Man. Yeah. Oh, man. I just don't know. Why would you send the robot in? Because it was a SWAT situation. They wanted to use the dog. They paid all this money for him. They don't get to use him very often. Do you ever see anybody passed out like that? Or they're like oh, yeah. so messed up and you walk by and you're like. That person, right? I just was. If I was the guy, I'd wake up, grab my gun, and start shooting the robot dog. Dude, this guy couldn't shoot anything. <laughs> I guarantee you, he wasn't going to go shoot anything. He's holding it by the wrong end. All right, Fun Box, the world's largest bounce house, has opened in Volusia, Seminole County. Sorry, parents, you're going to be driving kids all over the place. One Fun in Box. Pavilion at Port Orange, and the other here at the Altamont Mall. Those are very popular. Almost half a football field of bounce wow. park experience with multiple features inside. It's a bounce house. <laughs> Two story slides, ninja walls, jousting areas, giant tumble temples, and general Parkour. manager. 
What? That's what people say when they do parkour and they jump off of things. They go, parkour! Why? They jump. It's called parkour. What does that mean? It just means like when you run and you jump. You know what parkour it's is, right? The, it's from the office. Yeah, so they run and they like jump and they push off of a wall or they at, the, at these parks that have like the trampolines and stuff. Yeah. They run and they like bounce off the wall and then they swing on a thing and you run over a box and they go, parkour! What does parkour mean? It's just the name of what they do. It's, the, it's what it's called. Okay. It's 25,000 square feet of bouncing fun. Bouncing fun. 25,000 square feet of bouncing fun. If you're in the car with your kids right now, I'm sorry. I apologize because I know what's going to happen next. Every birthday party. (laughs) I want to go tomorrow. I can't tell you how many birthday, how many years in a row we had birthday parties at bounce house places. Uh, Honestly, that's pretty nice because that way they're not bouncing on your couch. Well, it's easy because you have a room. They bring you pizza, and it's like, hey, here, go bounce for a while. And then they just bounce, and they wear themselves out. And they every so often, you see them run around. Sometimes somebody pukes. I was going to say there's probably convenient buckets for the puking. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, um, the FBI has released photos of the cocaine that was found in the White House. Remember that whole Finally? thing? I saw that. It wasn't even that big of a bag, but at the same time, how'd you get it in there? Is there anybody in the world that thinks that that wasn't Hunter's cocaine? Does anybody? I just want to check. If, if, if you're there, please call us. We can get you help. I saw um, a news report once when someone said, I know people think that this is Hunter's, but come on. Let's be real. Come on. Yeah, let's be real. Acting it's probably as if it, Hunter's. Right. They were acting as if it could never be his. Anybody else that goes to the White House, we don't really have photographic evidence mm. provided by them, them them doing the cocaine. Right, but. right. Yeah, well, the photos showing the mysterious cocaine uh, discovered inside the White House over the summer have been released after being obtained via the Freedom of Information Act request. Uh, from Daily Mail, the bag of cocaine was initially discovered July 2nd in the storage locker near the entrance to the White House's most secure area. Most secure area in the world. Wow. Yeah, what does that say so, to other people? That it's Hunter Biden. Right. I mean, what else is no, there? No, I mean, just like terrorist-wise, dude. We're just you a- can just walk in with a bag of powder and nobody's going to say nothing, huh? I don't mean to scare anybody. We're sitting ducks. We really are, thanks to this, uh, the, the whole, administration? whole bunch of them. Not just this administration, this whole government. is just, oh, a, Yeah. Has anyone used it? Is there a problem? that? I- oh, th- okay, so these are the people. Uh, they were approached by a reporter on the street. These are the Congress people. Mm-hmm. Well, the first one is Elian Omar. She's the worst. Can't stand. I don't know her. how people that hate this country are allowed to hold office in this country. She hates this country. She's the one that a few years ago uh, said somebody asked her, "Well, what about 9/11?" She goes, "Oh, that day when some people did some bad things." Yeah. She was very dismissive. She was like, "Yeah, so what? Some she's people a, did some stuff." She's a snotty bitch, and I wish she would just be going away, leave. Mm-hmm. Yes. Here, here she is when asked about, "Hey, how?" They can get cocaine in the White House. What's to stop anybody from putting fentanyl in the White House? Has anyone used it? Is there a problem that has happened because of it? Yeah, and what is it any of your business? If somebody used it, is that why you care? What is wrong I mean, with what's her? Your, why, why do you care? Does she go to sleep like that? I know she's young. She'll probably survive in a few more years, but <laughs> that's got to kill you after a while. I can't believe nobody's walked up to her and just bitch slapped her. Right? Okay, go ahead. Another another person asked. Do you all want to be strip searched, uh, you know, for substances before you go into the White House? Um, That's something that, you know, you should work with the Secret Service to see if they can accommodate. There's a a sarcastic Democrat Mm a-hole right there. All right, and this is the best one. Remember Jamal Bowman, the guy who mistakenly pulled the thing that said fire alarm in red? Yeah, he thought it was the microwave. What was it? He thought it (laughs) it would open the door so he could, uh, you know, he did it on purpose to stall a vote on what's coming up again, the government shutdown. So here he is. 
Hopefully, uh, no harm, no foul, and we move on. That's just gossip more than anything else. Oh, he set the alarm off again. You got to stop doing that, Jamal. This guy's always reaching for the alarm. What's going on here, man? It's so ridiculous. First of all, the reason the Democrats are downplaying it is because they realize for anybody to vote for these policies a second time, they'd have to be on drugs. Look at the country. It is a mess. This is the White House. You don't ever expect to hear, we don't know whose coke it is at the White You expect this at a Grateful Dead concert. Like, there's so much coke lying around, we wouldn't even know whose it is. But in this instance, we know they didn't do a thorough investigation. They've already wrapped it up, which is so ridiculous. Your campaign slogan is finish the job. But in this instance, they're like, yeah, is anybody's coke? No? Okay, the job's finished. Yeah, nobody looked. They know exactly whose it was. This guy over here. I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoke more Parmesan cheese than anyone, anyone that you know, I'm sure. Let's get some more Jimmy Fallon in here. I can't get a bottle of Poland Spring onto a Delta flight. And you're telling me you can get a bag of cocaine into the most secured location in the White House? I think we all know the answer. They know whose cocaine it is. It's obviously not going to reflect well in the administration to tell us. So in this instance, they'd rather brazenly just say, we don't know. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> right? Come on, man. Yeah. Good old Hunter, man. Let's uh, let's check in in the press conference. Thank you. Here is the latest on the white powder found inside the White House. Upon discovery, we evacuated the West Wing. At that stage, we asked for volunteers to investigate. That's when the president's son, Hunter Biden, enthusiastically volunteered, or more like demanded that he and he alone go in. He was really jonesing to get in there. Once in, Hunter immediately determined the substance to be cocaine and some primo nose candy at that. Hunter then went about the task of removing the booger sugar with improvised items including a credit card, a rolled up hundo, and a vanity mirror. After an exhaustive search to find more, Hunter exited the building. He was beaming, a real ball of energy. He could not stop rambling on and on about it and then invited everyone over to his father's beach house for a bump. And that is the very latest. <laughs> wow. uh, no questions, please. Thank you. Thank you. The no sunny update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. So wake up, people. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. All right, let's see if we're all in agreement on this. Agreement? There, yeah. There's okay. a there's a new trend, I guess, called intersection takeovers. Now, if you had to guess what that was, what would you think? I would say it's a bunch of kids and little rice rockets trying to pretend they're from the movie um, Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious, uh, you- making circles and burning rubber. Yep. Is they, that it? Yeah. They Ooh. speed around in circles with intersection. They stop traffic. They put lives in danger. Sometimes they get out and they just block traffic. They just stand up and whether it's because you see it with protests sometimes, people marching or people actually with their cars. I saw the video the other day of uh, protests about what's going on overseas and they are hanging out of their Jeeps and their trucks with their flags, but they'll pull up to red lights at a four-way stop, all four of the stops, and then they just st- sit there. Well, people are running them over now. Well, my my thing was, you know, I'm not trying to condone violence, but if you're standing in front of cars and they're trying to get by, I mean, all it takes is run over one and maybe they'll stop. See that guy in Panama? Oh, yeah. Shot wow. him. Killed him. Killed yep. one of them. No. He's yeah. like 80 years old. He comes up and they, they're all on the road. Protest- what were they protesting? Oh, uh, oh. It, yeah. It was like a, an environmental thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So they're protesting. They put rocks in the road. Wow. Traffic was backed up for miles. So this guy is about 80 years old. He had his girlfriend in the car. He didn't give a crap. Yeah. Get it, got out with his gun. And he said, I'm going to move this stuff. Stand back. They wouldn't stand back. He says, uh, I'm going to shoot you. He goes, you're going to shoot us? And he goes, yeah, you want to be first? And he shot him. <laughs> He's dead. Wow. Then, then the other guy tried to you know, start running at him. Shot him too. He's in the hospital. Yeah, so the guy's arrested. But he's yeah. like, you know. He's like, somebody I do something. Maybe they won't do it now. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's you know, wild. it's it's... Kids in my neighborhood, there's the thing where they will ride their bike. It's not just regular kids. It's the troublemaker kids. But they will ride their bicycle at your car in the middle of the street as fast as they can, hoping that you either stop or swerve. And what they try to do is they try to get on the hood of your car with their bike. Mm -hmm. And most people are stopping or swerving. And I'm like, don't swerve. But fast enough, you'll get stuck in the grill. Don't don't swerve. (laughs) Hit them. Hit them dead on. All it takes is one. Tell your friends. And it won't happen anymore. Jill said that. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't me, it wasn't me Saying. Girl voice on the show. Girl. Well, what are you going to do? Nothing? I'm, and then they don't get reprimanded, and then they keep doing it. We need to bring back ass whoopings. Where are these parents? <laughs> Whoop their ass and tell them not to act like that anymore. Yeah. That's true, though. Ass whoopings. Um, you, you didn't see the movie. I know you didn't. I'm not even going to ask you if you did. I saw it because I have a 12-year-old that's obsessed with the video game, but the movie Five Nights at Freddy's came out a couple weeks ago. Do you Have you heard of that? What's yeah, that? I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's based off a video game. It's like an animatronics. Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria is like a Chuck E. Cheese, right? Mm-hmm. And the movie, the premise of the movie is there's this guy, serial killer, that kills all these children. And the, the animatronics are possessed with the souls of these children. And he controls them. And the animatronics come to life. And they kill people. That sounds fun. Right? Sounds like an Elliot movie. It's such an Elliot movie. <laughs> yeah. And this is for children, you said, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, they made it PG-13 because they wanted the kids that love the game to be able to go see the movie. So there's not a whole lot of blood. Um, it's a good 
It's a good family film. No, it's yeah. a good introductory to horror movies. Like if you have a like you a twelve-year-old. Introduce your kids to blood and gore. This is a great, <laughs> you know, first toe into the pool of blood. That then they introduce you to Pet Cemetery, right. followed by Chucky. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's definitely a, a silly horror movie, but. You know, it made people think about when they go to Chuck E. Cheese. You know, can you imagine being the, the cleaning guy there at night? Uh, not with those puppets. And the puppets are there. The curtain opens and this song starts playing and the place is dark. I mean, that'd just, be kind of creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. There's just dusty puppets. If you ever sit up close to, I, the magic was ruined for me when I was younger. Because if you sit far back and you see it and you're like, oh, this is fun. You're playing the games and the skee ball in the background. But if you ever go all the way up to the stage, you can hear it go. Oh, like the, you can hear it. The all servos the parts and the moving body. And you, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, that looks really fake when you're up close. Right. I mean, obviously it's fake. But when you're a little kid, when you're far back, yeah. you're like, oh, that's fun. You know. Well, now no more animatronics for most Chuck E. Cheese locations. Our focus groups find that they frighten the children. No, they didn't. They didn't do that. Well, I found it interesting that they made this announcement three weeks after Five Nights at Freddy's came out, right? Oh. So reps for Chuck E. Cheese say the chain is working on renovations with updated features and options for all ages, including a state-of-the-art dance floor, giant video wall and screens, kid-focused arcade games, and new trampoline zones. They're missing the point. They're missing the whole thrust of what Chuck E. Cheese is all about. They should put a boxing ring in there for all the fighting (laughs) and then sell tickets. You know, it's interesting. The last time I went to a Chuck E. Cheese was probably nine or ten years ago. I had such a migraine when I walked out of there. The screaming and the ding, 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 and the yelling, and then I was like, Oh, my ears were ringing. But no still, fight broke out. No fight broke out when they I was cheated. there. But well, they had the animatronics? They had the animatronics. What I still think is funny, too, is that they serve beer and pizza so the parents can get wasted and, and just start a fight. Act, yeah, and act, you know, crazy. But the other thing is, I could just walk in there. Like, you don't have to be attached to a kid, which I found was strange. Like, if I want to go to like Chuck E. Cheese. It's not like a prerequisite, is it? I can go in there and get pizza if I wanted and sit down and watch the weird show. It's not a daycare. I know, but I just found it weird that, like, you know, crazy neighbor Bob can just go in and be like, huh, there's kids here. Oh, yeah. You know, like, we're, yeah. who are you with? What part are you with, Bob? You just here walking no, around being. I sit being... by myself in the corner, just twirling my hair, looking at all the people. Thought it was strange. Speaking that, of that our- is kind of now that you bring it up, I'm like, wow, that that is another place that attracts those types. Yes. Maybe they just swap out the animatronics for some of those big police robots, like they have on RoboCop. Right, right. You I, know that way you solve the parent fights and entertain the kids at the same time. I think they're trying to advance themselves because Chuck E. Cheese in your brain is kind of like an old-fashioned thing, and they want the kids to go. Well, no, because now the kids can go to Dave and Buster's, and they can go to Main Event, and they can go to all these places that have these huge video games and video walls and all kinds of stuff like that. So why would they want to go to Chuck E. Cheese? So I think they're trying. Trying to, like they said, have something for all ages. So if you have yeah. a young one, then maybe the 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 twelve year olds will like something there, and the teenagers. So I think they're trying to be everything to everyone. Which with all the technology we got with AI, couldn't they make a better stage show with mm-hmm. those animatronics, make them more real life? Hologram stage shows. Which yeah, would be you could cool. do all, all kinds I'm of a things. Cybernetic organism, living tissue over a metal endoskeleton. The CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. So there was, I watched a mini film. It's like, you know, those short films that are like 12 minutes long. Mm -hmm. And it was based after Chuck E. Cheese. And it was called The Hug. And it was this kid in the same type of atmosphere. And he goes, where's Hugsy? And the lady that works there goes, oh, he's on break. He'll be back in a minute. 
So the kid walks up and peeks behind the curtain, Uh-oh. you know, and they're all turned off. <laughs> oh, no. And the head turns to him and the hand goes out and waves like, come here. So he goes behind the curtain <gasps> and the arms go out. And it says, hug me. You know, like the little animatronic voice. So oh, he no. leans in to hug it and the arms like contraption go and like trap him. Ra- trap him. And then you see this, the face peels back and it's like this big monster and his mouth opens and he just eats the kid. I oh like, my God. Where was this? Just a fa- <laughs> fake film? And yeah. It's on like a streaming service oh, okay. or whatever. Wow. <laughs> if your kids are into horror, that's a little bit further into the pool of blood. Elliot Start with Five Nights it. at Freddy's and yeah. go up from there. Yeah. Pretty so, soon you'll be watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre in right? no time. And, you know, speaking of arcades, if you've ever tried to play that claw machine, no oh matter where God. you go. That and that other thing that goes. With the, the coins? With the coin. No, no, no. The other one where it's going back and forth. They got all the prizes hanging. Yeah. And then they got towers of, uh, what is that? It's like a te- Tetris kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. So this one is, we've all seen it. They have the giant claw machines. Yeah. And you get the big stuffed animals. Or they have the smaller ones where you get like pieces of candy. Mm-hmm. They have them everywhere. And it's such a waste of money. because it it's just It's just, let me eat your money. Just put your money in, and I'll give you nothing back. Yeah, they yeah. glue all the prizes in the bottom. Right. The animals are stuffed in <laughs> they there. Stuffed they stuffed in so tight, so you can't get them out. Every so often, we had a string. I forget. I think we were at Gators or something, where we got like four stuffed animals in a row. We were like, that never happens. It's crazy. But this woman wanted to figure it out for herself. So she, like many people, have played the claw machine and wanted to know, how does this thing work? Is it really rigged? Because you'll hear people go, that's rigged. Don't do that. So she bought her own. She's from Australia. She uh, bought her own. Wh- she, she bought her own claw machine. <laughs> Whoa. She wanted to finally win. So she well, bought her own. You want to know that bad. I know. She went through the instructions and she tried to explain the scam. She said there's a little washer here on the model that she has. And if you have it installed, it can either increase or decrease the strength of the claw. Right. So it can either be, you ever see it where it grabs it and then it's so loose and weak that it just goes up? Yeah, so this allows the machine's owner to kind of adjust it manually. So you can go into these places and the owner of the establishment can put it on super loose and you just keep feeding your money in, feeding your money in, you're never going to get it. I feel like you have to change it every so often and have somebody win, otherwise... Right. You know, you can't have a... a, a the, they go to the uh, the claw machine forum, and then they talk to each other. Yeah, it's it's like the Better <laughs> Business Bureau, but for claw machines. Yeah, I was in the Pizza Hut the other day, and it didn't work. I was I, there a week ago. I won three of them. <laughs> I feel like, though, if you never win, people are going to catch on if the stuffed animals are always in the same spot. Yeah, yeah, every so often, them. you got to let somebody yeah. win. I, I, go, I, I go by the claw machine just to watch the kid get in it and then make the news. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> Did you see the little kid yeah, that yeah. climbed in? It was one oh, of the giant so many ones, of them. too. Yeah, they get in there and start playing with the toys. The mother's, where's my child? And the guy points. <laughs> this was the last one. He goes, he's in the machine. I got an iPhone, Mom. And look. the kid's in the machine holding the stuffed animals. And the kid doesn't care. He's nah, having the time he's of his having, life. Yeah, he's like, finally. <laughs> So I can't believe that next week is already Thanksgiving. Oh, wait, what? Yes. Huh? A week from this Thursday is Thanksgiving. I don't even have my corn stalks out. Yeah, I I was trying to make my list of what I have to make, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go grocery shopping this weekend. I thought I had a whole nother week. You were buy a pair of them silly shoes with the buckles and stuff? You are so late. I went to Sam's Club uh, day before yesterday. Yeah? Oh my God. Like, it's it's a nightmare. I can't. I think my mom's in charge of the turkey, so she gets that part, and I do everything else. Mm-hmm. So she does the turkey and stuffing, and then I do all the other sides. But it's, 
I, I, my mind was blown. I was like, wait a minute. I don't have, I don't have a list made. I don't have anything. Normally I'm so prepared by this time, but I thought I had a whole nother week. Yeah. I'm so disappointed, Joe. I know. It's crazy that my vacation threw me off. And if you're traveling this oh. year for Thanksgiving, forget about it. Well, think about this. If that shutdown happens, TSA 50,000 employees will be working. They get paid the day before the shutdown, but they won't get paid anymore. You think oh. they're going to show up? So yeah, I could get on the plane without getting fondled? Yeah, you're going to get on a plane. You, yeah, good luck. You, you know how long those lines are going to be? Yeah, so. I mean, think about it. If half the people are like, I'm not getting paid, I'm not going to show up, and you got two TSA people. Yeah, who's going to stop you? Yeah, so get ready. Thank you for calling the airline travel booking hotline. If you'd like to book a flight in the next two weeks, please press one. <laughs> wow, you're really going to try to fly in the next two weeks. All right, well, go ahead, make my day. If you want to try to book a flight during the week of Thanksgiving, press two. <laughs> are you serious, man? Wow, you are going to try to fly the week of Thanksgiving. Well, I can book your flight, but there's no way you leave on time. In fact, I can almost guarantee that it'll be canceled. <laughs> but if you want to go ahead, try to book it anyway, press three. <laughs> I can't believe it. You are a moron. A complete and total moron. <laughs> oh, man, thank you. I needed that. Thanks for calling the airline travel booking hotline. Do yourself a favor and hang up now, you moron. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> well, what you want to go and do a stupid thing like that for anyway? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Well, this has got to be frustrating when you're pronounced dead and you're not dead yet. Oh, so uh, this woman, Michelle McKinney, has stopped getting her Social Security benefits because she's been declared dead by Bank of America. Mm-mm. Now, Bank of America didn't ask for any documentation from the person that called up and reported her as being dead. They didn't check with anybody. They just declared her dead. The Social Security payment stopped. When my mother passed away, I couldn't believe the urgency and the just seconds after she passed away, I got a notification from Social Security that she they were stopping their benefits. I mean, that was the first. It was like... They couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. Anyway, uh, she got the problem fixed the first time. Then it happened again the next month. Her Social Security benefits were sent to the frozen account, and now they were returned because they were suspending her. They told her, they told her she's claimed to be dead. She didn't do it, but they say that she's unstable. They said she's unstable because some other dude called up and said she's dead twice. Do you just take some guy's word for it? She's exactly Bank of America. So she insisted she's still alive. I'm here. Hello. Living proof. It's hard to insist when you're not alive. I said, so do you have anything, you know, any paperwork whatsoever to prove that I am, have passed away? And they said, no, we don't. And they say, we apologize for that, but we don't. Okay, Where, well, where's the t- local TV station results on your side investigating what's important to you? Right. Now, her Social Security benefits have been suspended. And she says she was told another adult would need to start receiving her son's benefits. <laughs> So let me get this straight. So they're saying you're not stable enough to receive the money for your son because you keep dying. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. They keep getting notices from the bank. From the bank. It all stems from the bank. I reached out to Bank of America and Social Security and then both reached out to her and promised an escalated investigation. Oh, that's got to be news on your side. Are they on your side or they investigate or they get results? Which one Uh, is it? Let me see here. When news breaks, it's news to us. What's what's their slogan? <laughs> this is WFLA Tampa. Oh, what's oh, their slogan? Really? They got a slogan there. Uh, they're on your side. Yes, they're oh, on your okay. side. Okay, news Channel Eight on your side. Yeah, <laughs> they're on your side. So- I yeah, just love that they're side. like you know you keep dying too many times. Once we can look past, but you died twice now, and yeah. we're just suspicious. Done. Yeah, that's enough.
All right. You might have had a bad day, a run of bad luck. At least the python did not attack your junk. Oh. Ow. Yeah, an Australian porn star named uh, Dani DeBello is opening up about her fo- to her followers about her traumatic recent incident where her giant pet snake attached a male scene partner in his privates. Uh-oh. Well, what are you doing with a python in your scene? You trying to be like Britney Spears? A little sexy, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to introduce you to Betty. She's my centrillion carpet python. She's about eight foot long. I've never had an issue with her biting anyone at all. So many jokes. I just don't have time for them all. She's a shapely beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, DeBello and a pal had just filmed some steamy content together when things reportedly went from sexy to scary. Uh, She said earlier, I had a friend over and we shot a video. Once we were finished doing that, he jumped in the shower, but he didn't mention he wanted to hold my pet snake afterwards. Uh, After coming out of the shower, DeBello placed the snake around her unwitting friend's neck and headed to the bathroom to wash up. She started to walk away to leave the room, but all of a sudden, she heard a massive scream Crunch. God, that's awful. I, I, now, did I, he bite it or did he wrap himself around it and squeeze? Uh, I think it was biting, actually. Yeah, he turned around and seen that Betty is holding on to the man's ding dong. She tried to pull him off, but that was impossible. After oh, a few don't minutes. Yank, don't yank! After, exactly. After a few minutes, uh, she got him <laughs> off his junk. And uh, blood was everywhere. After pulling the snake off his penis, she uh, checked to make sure that there was no uh, teeth left in it. Oh. oh because pythons sometimes leave their teeth behind and no things they bite. Oh, and then you got to have them removed? And then they went to the emergency room. <gasps> so we'll be detaching your sexual organ at the base by making incisions here, here, and here. Got it? <laughs> All right, sit down because this is a good one. This is this is one to enjoy before you leave for work. This will make you smile that you're not this person. Oh god, this is so good. Yeah, so this woman's driving in the wrong side of the road and she gets pulled over by the police. Probably one of the nicest, methodical, uh, considerate cops I've ever mm-hmm. ever heard in any story I've ever read. So he pulls her over. This is the initial pull over. Here we go. What's going on? Nothing. Why are you driving in the wrong way of traffic? No, I just got changed around. I just moved here like two months ago. Okay. I just got changed around. Okay. So I just have like really bad social anxiety and stuff. I get you. So just a heads up, I don't want to be out here any longer than you do. We walk back to my car, I look it up on the computer, and I get you out of here. Okay. Okay. All right, fair enough. She sounds okay. He sounds like he's going to just handle it. Okay, cool. Then he asks, what's your name? Sorry, just like as an indigenous person. Did you catch that? I'm just an indigenous person. Her name's Kai, like Sky. She's an indigenous person. And what is that? Miss Perry? Am I? Well, I'm non-binary, so. Oh, and she's non-binary, so she's indigenous and she's non-binary. Go on. Okay. What do you go by? Kai. How can I refer to you tonight? Kai? Kai. Okay. Hey, I'm smelling alcohol. No. How much have you consumed tonight? Like probably three drinks. Three drinks? Okay. Judging by driving wrong way on that street? I know. That's the other thing that Well, I hang on. Don't about. cut me off. Judging by how you're driving, the smell, I need to run you through some tests right now. Okay? That's why I have you out of the car. All right. The first test, as you know, is the uh, eye thing, you know, where the doctor does with yeah. the pen. 
How accommodating is he, though, to be oh. like, how can I address you and make you comfortable? Extremely. I'd already have an attitude, and you'd be halfway <laughs> in the handcuffs. Yeah, here we go. The test. Here we go. Stand facing me, please. But I just want you to know that I also have very bad social anxiety. You and me both. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to be going back and forth with my finger. I don't want you to move your head throughout this test. I just want you to focus on the tip of my finger, only moving your eyes. By the way, her eyes don't follow his finger at all because she can't. <laughs> She's drunk. It's- Focus on my finger, please. I am. You're just like trying to intimidate me. Focus on my finger. Focus on my finger, please. I am, but you're. This is just how the test goes. I know, but you're exaggerating it more than it needs to be right now. Because she's a cop, too. (laughs) What's to exaggerate? He's moving his finger. Yeah, that is. He's not wiggling it in a crazy fashion up and down, making like. She was not amused when she's like, I have social anxiety. He's like, Yeah, you and me both. She's like, I can't argue that. Yeah, he took it away from her. All right, now, the walk of the line. You know that test. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like this, ma'am. Can you not call me ma'am, please? I'm trying my hardest. Okay, cool. Okay. It means a lot to me. I'm trying my hardest. I don't feel like a man, so. Okay. It's kind of triggering. Oh, right foot in front of your left. Yeah. Nope, go back. I'm going to place you in a position. I'm sorry, but the whole man thing, just like... The what? The whole ma'am thing when he called her ma'am. She's upset now. And she was like, it's chicken. It's just the whole ma'am thing. There's no way I can continue with this test because of that. She thought she was going to get off and he was going to go, oh, God, I I misgendered her. I should just let her go. Right. I apologize. Let's see if we can move forward from it. Arms by your side, heel to toe touching, just like I am. Do you have any questions? No, but I just want to tell you that I suffer from really bad anxiety, especially... When you're With getting arrested. Trauma and PTSD. Okay, uh, you interrupted that, but here it is. It, 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 what does she say? Um, generational, generational trauma, trauma PTSD, and anxiety, <sighs> and something else. With generational trauma and PTSD around white people and cops. Like- By the way, she's white. <laughs> she says she's indigenous. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's indigenous. And uh, she's afraid of white people and cops. All right, now uh, is when the resisting starts. This is the next test Next test where you have to stand there on one leg. You have I, to raise I one fe- knee up. I feel like this is the point where he's been really you know, accommodating to her. Now, he, as soon as she said, and it's triggering with white people and cops, and he's like, okay, enough. All right, she has to lift her right or left leg. She has a choice here. You didn't listen to what I said, ma'am. I know. I said when I instruct... I'm moving to you. I said when I instruct you I to know, start. and right now I just feel... Harass, so. I said when I instruct you okay. to start. Can you just count now? You're going to continue to count until I tell you to stop. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead and begin. Go ahead and place your hands behind your back. Don't, dude. Don't make don't, it hard. Please. Don't make it hard. No, don't. you're. You're going to get a resistance. Dude, I. You're going to get a resistance. I right? don't. Don't resist. Don't. Listen to me. Don't resist. Don't. You're being Come a here. white man and. You're being a white man. You're being a white man. Oh my God, this is real. This is not a joke. This is not an actress. Or This is real. This is an actual person that's been destroyed. And you know what's even worse is there's so many of her. Oh my God, let's wrap this up. This is the actual resisting. He takes the uh, cell phone out of her pocket. And I'm going to tell you now because at the end it's hard to understand. But at the end she starts, she goes from this, oh, I'm so timid and so just, just dramatic. And at the end she's actually threatening that the cop who's standing about 10 feet behind this cop just observing right felt her up uh it's amazing here we go 
So you're gonna be placed under arrest for driving under the influence tonight, ma'am. Have a seat. No! Have a seat. I mean, I will, but like, can I just see you guys are being fing assholes about somebody who suffers from generational trauma, PTSD, and depression, and suicidal tendencies? I took your phone out of your pocket. Alright. Wow. <laughs> When you're woke and crazy, woke and crazy, that must mean you are a liberal. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. They're just having fun in a world that's gone cuckoo. 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Okie dokie, and the update is brought to you by Farah and Farah. All right. So all the news coming out of Israel and what's coming out of universities and other places in this country is very depressing. So let's just have a little fun with it. That Just another approach this morning so it's not all doom and gloom. Okay. Actually, this, this is pretty depressing in itself. So um, what happened in our colleges? The ones that the kids are all out there pretending to know what they're talking about when they're saying from the river to the sea and they're talking about... F the Jews and kill the Jews and everything. Uh, what is that all based on? Obviously, it's what the indoctrination has been uh, used in these schools to make them think like that. But it's to the exclusion of other stuff. Like, for instance, 9-11. Mm. <laughs> this, is, this, is, uh, this is charming. Okay, you ready? Just... I just want to preface it by saying yeah. that I know 11-year-olds that know more about why we attacked and who attacked us on 9-11 than these individuals on college campuses. All right, here we go. Let's ask an idiot. All right, first, kids don't know a thing about 9-11, and here's the proof. Who attacked us? Um, what's the group called? ISIS. Um, ISIS, yeah. A terrorist? I don't know the exact name. I forgot. Um, I don't want to say the wrong. Iraq? Afghanistan? It was, uh, I believe, um, a group of terrorists that hijacked a few planes, flew them into the Twin Towers. Osama bin Laden. It was the terrorist group, yeah. Okay. And do you know, like, what terrorist group? Not specifically. I just gotta think. One second. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did know, I did. We were taught this. Do you know who attacked us on 9 11? Uh, very loosely. Let's ask We're not done yet. I can also I can only sigh. That's all I can muster up for the next one. <laughs> I guess that wraps it up. Let me just play it. Here we go. Gen Z versus basic questions. You know what state Utah is in? Utah, I to be honest with you, I never heard of that place ever in my life. I live under a rock. Do you know what continents we're on right now? What continent are we on? He doesn't know. Do you know who what? fought in the Civil War? Um, who f***ed Civil War? Fuck. <laughs> like from the president? What? No, like who against who? It was the Nazis versus Germany. No. What? <sighs> Breathe. My blood pressure just went up. I need to check my pulse. Oh, no. Namaste, Bubba. No, 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 no. Did See, she just say that? Should is... I try to win a Nobel Prize? Oh, this is just a... All right. It's not that I'm a genius, but 
I know what continent I'm on. I feel like that's a great place to start. What continent am I on? Utah? All right, let's let's go on. There's a little more, more left. No. Yes. No. Now take a look at this question. How many uh, Kardashian sisters can you name? Kendall Jenner, Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian. That they know. Khloe um, Kardashian. Um, so sad. Courtney Kardashian. Is that all? That's all. Yeah, that's all of them for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a genius. <laughs> This is the golden ticket. To the people who live in Idaho, what do they speak? You know? Hell no. I don't know. What? Japan? It, people in Idaho, what do they speak? And she said, Idahoan? No, what? No? Japan? That's what she said. That's what her brain processed. Um, I, 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 I think we all have our moments, but come on. These people are allowed to drive? Dude, they're allowed to protest at universities and say that you know, from the river to the sea, exterminate the Jews. They're allowed to do that, and they're taken seriously by university leaders, and they gets on TV, and then we see all the anti-Semitism. But what we're actually seeing is, yeah, we're seeing anti-Semitism, but a lot of it is just plain the results of our stupid, vacuous idiots that teach our kids this nothing. But I think it's also their parents that you didn't teach your kids to think for themselves. They just do what the rest of the class does. What river? What sea? Oh, you don't know? Okay. They don't know much based on what I'm hearing. I got one more. Oh, no. More? The truth about... Well, this is... No, this isn't the kids. All right. So, uh, back to Israel. Um, Netanyahu spoke with Sean Hannity. And uh, here's what's scary. What you just heard. Think about what you just heard. That's the youth of our country. That mm-hmm. that represents... I know there's a lot of intelligent kids and some of them that actually got a good education because they live in Florida, Texas, and some other red states. But most of them, that's pretty much what you get. I mean, so I know, I know, cho- I know children. I know twenty-year-olds that are graduated from school. Some of them with honors. Who uh, some of them are very close to me. That are, if you just looked on paper, you're saying these are well-educated adults, young adults who are going to go far. And you ask them any of those questions, and you might not get as silly as an answer, but you're pretty much not going to get much of an answer because they just don't know. Or not a complete answer. No, you just don't know. How do you so? Uh, that's what's scary about it. Now, uh, Netanyahu yesterday was talking to Sean Hannity, and he's talking about how we're next. And I hope it never comes to that, because I don't think we're ready to be next in anything Mm-mm. that requires some knowledge of what the actual issue is all about. Here he is. You know what? All these radicals, these terrorists, these monstrous regimes and organizations, they say there's no difference between Israel and the United States. You are them and they are you because we represent these same values of freedom, respect for human life, respect for individual liberty. They have nothing of that. They don't care for their people. They don't care for liberty. They don't care for life. They glorify death. They glorify murder. Remember what happened here. I mean, what what happened here was that Israel was attacked unprovoked by a sea of terrorists who stormed into our communities, murdered and raped women, uh, burned children, uh, I, I met a soldier today, an Arab soldier in the uh, in the Israeli army, who said the first thing I saw was the corpse of a woman beheaded. They behead women. They they fired on uh, uh, youngsters celebrating a music festival. They they put them in a deathbed, like in Babi Yar and the Holocaust, and fired machine guns into them, mowing them down. They took hostages. They took they took a ten month old baby hostage. What kind of monsters hold? Babies, hostages, Holocaust survivors, they took hostages, men, women, children, the elderly. These are monstrous 
monstrous terrorists, and they perpetrated the worst horrors uh, against the Jewish people since the Holocaust. And if we let them get away with it, this barbarism will spread. You know what the difference is, Sean? You know, at least the Nazis and Stalin, they wanted to hide their crimes. These people glorify their crimes. They bring GoPro cameras for their murderers to show the entire world. They celebrate it. Well, you have the ex-military guy that was talking about, this was in Afghanistan specifically, but he talks about how the mind of a terrorist works. Oh, this is chilling. you got to warn you. Here we go. Let me, let me educate people. I get fired up about this. Yeah. We were in this OP in Afghanistan. Our base was down here. And what Taliban would do is they'd launch rockets over that, that ridgeline to hit our base, but they bring kids with them sometimes. Well, guess what? You kill a kid, Taliban's going to take that kid, and they're going to parade him around the town saying, look what the Americans did, and you've just created 10 more terrorists. we got to fight warfare. No, there's no fairness in war. There's none. You go in there and you do what you got to do. There'd be, and you know this better than me, like there'd be little shops or something, and maybe a kid would work at the shop, and they would strap bombs on the kids yeah. and blow up the kids. So, like, you would think you're dealing with a little kid, and there's a bomb and you blow up. Taliban didn't care about this. This is Islamic extremism that we are fighting. Israel is dealing with it now, but Israel knows how to fight that battle. And this is what, uh, this is the end of what Netanyahu had to say about we're next. If Israel is in peril, if the Middle East goes down, Europe is next. It's like ISIS. You know, people thought it was a local thing. It wasn't. It was a global thing. And it affected Americans. It beheaded Americans. If we don't win now, then Europe is next and you're next. Now, what's sad is, Think about the terrorists in Hamas. They're all in their 20s. Their 20s, 30s, the leaders are in their 40s or 50s, but the the actual butchers are in their 20s. They're the same age as the kids you just heard that don't know what happened in 9-11, don't know that Utah is not a country or, you know, whatever it was, an island, a state, whatever. Uh... I don't know, man. I I would be a little worried about that. We're the, the only thing we have going for us is that you know we're allowed to. We have weapons here. Like individuals have weapons. You know they didn't have weapons over there. I was uh, talking to Harold had family in town from Colombia yesterday, and I was chatting with them because they're they're trying to move here to America. And they said, "Do you guys go shooting? Do you have guns?" And Harold was like, "Yeah, we got guns. We go shooting. We know how to use them. Blah blah blah." And they said, we can't use them, and we don't have guns in Colombia. It's illegal. Only police and military are allowed well, to have- and, and cartels. And Yeah, and she was like, so we're like, we're in trouble if anything. We get attacked or anything. We're not allowed to own weapons. And they're, and, and they're desperate here to take our weapons And away. I explained to her, do you see why people here in America are very uh, up in arms, for lack of a better term, um, about- being protected and being able to protect themselves, that's why. You don't want to be a sitting duck should something like that happen. I mean, those families in Israel, when they went home to home and just walked into people's houses and shot them and killed them and tortured them, they had no weapons. Nope. And that's Israel. Very limited. Very limited on handguns and rifles. But of course, now they're issuing licenses left and right. Now, a Jewish American singer and rapper, Matsu Yahu, who... Matsu Yahu. Matsu Yahu. Held a concert last night. I haven't heard a thing about it because I don't think, I don't know how this went. But it was last night at Columbia University. That's where my mother went to school. I like Modest Yahoo. Explains my mother's attitude. Anyway, um, it was joined virtually by Israeli actress and activist Noah Tishby. Do you know her? Mm-mm. Well, she's huge. She's huge in Israel. Okay, and she's her. actually, when I saw her, I was like, wow, she's wow, put together, smart. Anyway. Anyway, she spoke last night on Fox News Digital about anti-Semitism. And uh, she says, look, this is all about Iran. Uh, People in the world, and seriously, when she said the world, it makes sense. It's not just us. It's the world. These people wanted to... Think about this. Remember after World War II, I mean, those of you know history, the United States, we beat Hitler. You know, we saved France. I mean, we saved pretty much half of Europe. 
right? We could have taken over any country in the world. We could have taken over the entire world, and there's nothing anybody could have done about it. We were the only ones with nuclear weapons. Think, think about that. We didn't do that. Would other countries do the same? I doubt it. Mm-mm. I don't think you can name one country of the larger countries that if they were in the same position, wouldn't go ahead and take over the rest of the world. Russia would do it. China would do it. We didn't do that. See, but now we're in a situation that if we this this happened in Iraq. Remember when Bush Senior didn't finish the job? Schwartz, what was his name? Schwartzkopf told uh, oh. somehow they had a meeting and they said, "Well, we can't go into Baghdad," you know. And then of course, back at then 9/11 happened and the son George W wanted to finish the job the dad did. I said it back then. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. I go, "No, this isn't. We're going to Iraq for no reason. This is nothing to do with 9/11. We're going in Iraq because George W Bush wants to finish the job his dad never finished." So what did Noah Tish what did she say? So she's talking about the same thing here. If we don't finish Iran, mm. It's not going to stop. And the other thing that you got to know, this is a really interesting thing. And I I think I'm going to play that. Yeah, I'll play that in just a minute. But Noah Tishby talks about the very thing I'm talking about with Iran. That's not it, is it? Here it is. I got it. Number two. Look, nobody wants war. There's no question about that. But sadly, there are um, elements in the region, specifically Iran, that are trying to take over the region and are threatening the Gulf states, Saudi Arabia, the normal moderate countries in the region like Egypt and Jordan, and threatening everyone. Obviously, Israel's number one. Behind the scenes, I heard this from my contacts in the Gulf and in the moderate states, and this was corroborated by an op-ed that Dennis Ross had written in the New York Times a couple of days ago. Behind the scenes, there's a silent degree by moderate Arab leaders that they want Israel to take care of Hamas. They actually want Israel to go in there. They want Israel to take them out because the moderate Arab world understand that Iran is the destabilizing force in the region and needs to be handled. And the way to handle them right now is to eliminate Hamas. So there's not going to be any ceasefire and there's not going to be any pulling back and there's not going to be anything until Hamas is defeated. That's just what needs to be happening. Israel cannot live like that anymore and neither should the U.S. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, well that's what I hmm. what, I saw a video of a family, an Arab uh, Arab family that was living in Israel and she said you know what Arabs you're not going to see protesting Israel the ones that are safely living there yeah. because they wanted to escape Hamas yeah because Iran is the one that's messing things up for everyone mm-hmm. so if we don't finish this if, if Netanyahu doesn't finish this job we have to finish this job but- and how much money did we give Iran well, let's see. Obama flew a pallet of dollar was $100 billion, which is what pretty much to this day is still fueling terrorism. So the six that we gave him is what, pocket change? Yeah, per six billion. Yeah, what was that? We gave him a hundred, was it a hundred billion? And it, it, what blows my mind is that there's people that A, don't know that, B, don't care if they know that, you know, ignorance is bliss, and they still hold in their heart their beloved Obama and their beloved Michelle. And it's like, this stuff that they do has consequence and it's going to affect you soon. And you're not going to be saying, I can't wait to get Michelle Obama's new book and I just loved Obama and he should come back. And blah, blah, blah. You're not going to think that way. The reason you no. think that way now is because you're ignorant. Yeah, politicians yep. never really feel the repercussions in the same way that you and I do. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. All right. Now watch this drive. (laughs) He had a great sense of humor, even though... So did Reagan. Reagan had a good sense of humor, too. Yeah, but Reagan... His was more on purpose. Reagan did a lot of smart things. George W. Bush was... was, He liked to pontificate. Yeah, he lied to us, too, so... Uh, Over in California, get this. Gavin Newsom, our next president. (sighs) Please, God, no. 
I'm telling you, man. Because this country, you. we you can't... You just have... heard all those kids. I know. We've got a bunch of stupid voters. They're going to go out there and vote for him simply because he looks nice in a suit. He, he's got nice hair. California should be chainsawed off and float into the ocean between Hawaii and the United States. It shouldn't be allowed to be a part of this country. And this guy's going to try to come make the entire country like California. So San Francisco is a trash bin. It used to be one of the most beautiful cities akin to Paris. It was one of the most beautiful cities and romantic. I mean, I, I remember going there. It was like, oh, man, this is amazing. It's a storybook. Now it's a toilet. It's literally a toilet. There's nowhere you can go in San Francisco where it isn't a row of tents, people doing meth, needles on the ground, yeah. which they get for free, by the way. Mm. And Newsom didn't do anything about it. For the last six years, it's been just a disaster. They had a feces squad. I didn't they did. They spend uh, almost $18 billion to help the homeless, and the, the, there's more of them. And Gavin Newsom is running for president. I don't care what anybody says. That's what he's doing. He went to China to They're talk gonna... to Ping Ping. Yeah, and now, isn't he coming here? Now, tomorrow, Ping Ping's coming here. President Obama is joining Gavin Newsom. It's the Asia-Pacific Economic Co- Cooperation Summit, the APEC. Uh. Now, the thing is, is he cleaned up all the streets. I oh, can't yeah. have him looking at these homeless people. It, it's funny the way they're able to do it immediately when they want it, and then otherwise, well, it's this big problem. We need money. There's no way we'll solve it without a bunch of cash for somebody. Oh, oh, wait, it's going to make me look bad? Now clean it. And then he, his middle finger is pointed right at everybody who lives in San Francisco, and here it is. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true. Because it's true. He doesn't even care. It's true. He did it just... So people in California had to suffer all this time. They're like, oh, so you could have solved it, but you just didn't? That's right. Now watch this drive. What an amazing a-hole that guy is. What a just a self-aggrandized piece of crap. He thought it was just the Super Bowl. (laughs) And people will vote for him. They'll go, oh, Biden's not running. He's going to, oh, Gavin Newsom's going to look. He's young. He's cleaning up the city. Not for you. That's what's going to happen. I hate to say that it kills me, tears my heart up, but I'm telling you, Biden's not going to run. We all know that already. And Gavin Newsom's going to be the man. If it isn't him, it's Hillary. So pick your poison. Ugh. And to end that with, before we get on the phone with the president, Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher. Do you hear about this? Jimbo? When I was uh, doing radio as a program director in Top 40 Radio, you know, you have these record companies that come and get you to play the new Taylor Swift. Or right, play right, the new, right. You know, and there was a lot of money involved, man. It was big, big time cash. I remember these guys would jump from Sony to Columbia Records mm-hmm. to to uh, Arista Records, where Whitney Houston was, and they'd, they'd have these executive jobs. And some of these guys would laugh because they'd meet millionaires. Oh, and I yeah. said, how did you do it? He goes, I got fired three times. I go, what are you talking about? They'd go to this company, and they would do something to get fired two years later. They had their old contract paid out, $10 million. Then they would go oh. to Arista Records, work there two years. You know, didn't do much because they wanted to get fired. And they got fired. And there's another check for $2 million. This oh, Jimbo Fisher, that? he's the coach of Texas A&M. Now, Texas A&M has not been doing well. I don't think they've won anything since 2018. Any playoff, nothing. He has been fired. He's going to get ready for this. Everybody, hold on to the desk. It's oh, going to no. rumble. There's going to be an earthquake. $86 million. Cool. Woo!
Since arriving, Fisher has led A&M to a 37-16 record. Good enough for bowl games, but not the lefty college football playoff dreams the school had in mind. So, yeah, so they had a choice. Keep waiting, keep losing, keep waiting, keep losing. As they waited every year, the amount to pay out would go down a little bit. Yeah. Next year would be $76 million. The year after that would be $45 million, But they didn't want to wait. They fired him. 86. Who wins here? Who wins here? Exactly. $86 million. How do you think? I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I'm going to hear you say it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Show you the money. Not, not show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. Louder. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. I mean, what would your reaction be if they were like, I'm sorry, Rick, we have to let you go, but here's $80 million. <laughs> <laughs> to learn your lesson. I hope you think about what you've done. You burn the stuff in my office. I'll see you later. <laughs> All right. Every week we manage to get him on. Direct from the White House, here's the President of the United States, Joe Biden. Good morning, sir. Hey, always good to be on the Lick Pacey Show with Jawbreaker and Nutsack. <laughs> hey, uh, before we get started spinning sound bites, and my press secretary coached me to say, I just want everyone to know that my granddaughter Naomi is safe and sound. That's right. We heard that the Secret Service had uh, open fired on some would-be car thieves trying to break into a government vehicle parked outside of her house in Georgetown area of D.C.? Yeah, guns and everything, dear. Uh, bottom line is we got to protect Biden laptops at all costs. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you, folks, the whole thing happened so fast. Like, I'm talking faster than I can fall up steps. That's right. Yeah, I keep telling her, Naomi, honey, you need to protect your vehicle. For Pete's sake, put a damn club on the steering wheel, dear. Sir, we saw you had a little trouble at Arlington during the laying of the wreath ceremony. You kind of went... Oh, wait a minute. Was that before or after I fell asleep at the thing? No, you appeared confused at the uh, yeah, you... honor guard that had to show you where to stand. What was going on? I wasn't confused at all. What happened was I was walking away from the guy there, and then I stopped and walked back over, and I said, is that African-American lady there, Aretha? Am I supposed to give her the flowers? And he pointed and said, no, that's your vice president, Kamala Harris. J- just squint at me twice if you understand what I'm saying, sir. I see. They said I had a confused expression on my face, and they were right. I was standing there, and my teeth were rattling all around. I almost swallowed my uppers. I was thinking, I must have popped in Jilly's dentures by mistake. Oh, God. Mr. President, last week, the House Oversight Committee subpoenaed your son, Hunter, and your brother, James, as part of their impeachment inquiry against you. Are you concerned about it? No, no sirree, Bob. I'm, I'm not worried at all about that one bit. As a matter of fact, I got off lucky. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, they could have served my brother Frank with one of those. Oh. That, 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 that would have been a mess. We'd be looking at a whole new set of selfie pictures of him waving his subpoena, subpoena <laughs> all over the place, Jack. Okay, sir, let's move on. Now they're saying, uh, some who say that California Governor Gavin Newsom is running something of a shadow campaign. We were just talking about this. Should you bow out of the race? Um, if that happens, you know, he would, he would step in. Even former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger said that Gavin Newsom is running for president of Eventually, that's a no-brainer. I heard that earlier. He either said that grabbing newborns riding in a Prius is up to the Lone Ranger, huh? or uh, what you said. Yeah, good, good, good old Arnold. He's harder to understand than Sylvester Stallone after a round of beer pong, man. I never thought of that way, sir. No, no, I don't. I don't know if you knew this, but I do a pretty good Arnold impression. You want to hear it? Oh boy. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, listen to me, guys. The only thing that's more disturbing now is my accent is how saggy my man boobs are. 
I'm a total mess, and my pet donkey Lulu is laughing at me over here. Aren't you, Lulu? Wow. That's, that's amazing. What, what do you think of that, huh? No, but that's amazing. Wow. Uh, pretty impressive. Every once in a while, I like to whip it out, like my brother Frank. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the question is, would it be in a primary election against you uh, or in a general election in place of you? Do you have any comments on all the talk about Gavin Newsom, which we agree with? Well, the God's honest truth is if that big bad gardener of cauliflower wants his, his kale-eating ass to enter the race, and I say more power to him, Jack. Really? Oh, yeah, I'd welcome the competition, man. I really would. I just don't think that Grady Neutron would have a chance in hell. No, no. Well, anyway, Mr. President, last week, Dwayne The Rock Johnson admitted on a podcast that he was approached by multiple political parties about running for president as well. They told me he would be a strong contender. What are your thoughts on that, The Rock being president? Oh, I think he'd make a fantastic precedent. And I understand. I love his catchphrase, too. Can you smell what the rock is cooking, boy? And I can. I definitely can smell it. It smells like burning plastic. (laughs) Oh, wait, that's just my son Hunter when he's cooking rocks at his house. (laughs) But seriously, I wouldn't even rule out having the rock as my pick for vice president. Really? Yeah, we could get him some experience in politics, and we wouldn't even have to tell anybody it's him. Wait, how would you even pull that off? Well, we just put him in a big pants suit with a wig and say Kamala's been hitting the gym, and she's got a ton of growth hormones, man. <laughs> All right, well, finally, President Biden, uh, you're scheduled to meet with the Chinese President Xi Jinping in San Francisco tomorrow. Our relationship with China's gotten worse. How do you predict your meeting will go there? Well, before I meet with Ping Pong, i, I got to wear a face mask. Why? Because of COVID? No, because President Xi has old man Chinese food farts. The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. I feel like we talk about people being addicted to social media all the time, but it's actually a real thing. It's a real addiction. They did, a, uh, a, I guess, a study that said 10% of Americans are addicted to social media that translates to about 33.19 million Americans. Wow. What country do you think is most addicted to social media? America. No, it's Nigeria, which is weird. What? Study counted 4.65 billion users on social networks, which is 326 million more than any other country. Wow. Isn't that a lot? But, you know, what? if you have a child, and I think, I'm not trying to... Um, Here you are. <laughs> Not discriminate, but I'm, I, I don't know the word I'm trying to look for, but girls, I feel like, are more addicted than... than oh, absolutely. You know, teenage girls may be yeah. more addicted than teenage boys. Yeah. And if you have a child that's addicted to social media, and you can usually tell the addiction, there's different signs. I remember one of my friends saying that she could tell her child was addicted to the phone and social media when they would get really, really angry if you would try to take it from them. Like a drug addict. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know? Hey, give me your phone. But why? No, I need I need to see what everybody's saying. Ah, you know, and they're flipping out about it. So, Denzel Washington, who I consider one of the smartest people out there when it comes to street smarts and social graces and just how to be a decent person, had some good advice on how to stop social media addiction. Turn it off. That's what I would say. It's hard for young people now because they're hooked. They're addicted. If you don't think you're addicted, and I'm talking about anyone, then see if you can turn it off for a week. It got quiet in here, didn't it? <laughs> didn't it get real quiet? It's a tool, so we should use it. God has blessed us with free will. 
Now it's free will magnified, free will on steroids. You're free to go in any direction you want. And it's not the enemy. It's just a reflection of our own free will. And we all want to be liked. But now we want to be liked by 16 million. And will now some of us do anything to be liked? We used to do anything to be liked, but it was the, by the person in front of you. Now it's to be liked by 16 million people that you don't know. You know, another result of social media is that is a perfect example. I'm going to march on Washington. Okay. If you dare to put loud music behind another person speaking, I'm going to do something. I don't know what yet, <laughs> but I'm going. This started when the addiction to social media started, where everybody got to put up a video, and there, every video is a Hollywood production. TikTok. TikTok, TikTok is what started it's, that. It's it's like you, you have somebody that's saying something really brilliant, and then these just... You have to put this, and then it's loud. Mm -hmm. They have no sense of any kind of production or not great editors. No, 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 exactly. That was an editing mess, and uh -huh. then the music's so loud. It's it's yeah. Just, that wasn't me. That was the actual uncut audio yeah, that I it, found. It's out. like uh, Rick's, Rick's about to say something really smart. my favorite Ugh. is my favorite is when it's a video of the girl speaking and it's audio uh, excuse me it's music and you see her lips moving but you don't hear what she's saying and then there's uh type that's telling you what she's saying and you could just let her say it yeah but instead you want to make it this thing where it's she's in the background and then the the text goes over her face and then the music goes on it's like stop just stop can you get some TikTok influencers that'll, you know, they'll have to play the little hip hop dance bed and they're trying to say something. It's like, I just want to tell you that, you know, the thing is, is that and then he said that I was sort of like selfish, but I DM'd him and then he came back. No, where you get that <laughs> music so is, I'm going to show you guys how to use your empty milk cartons as Christmas tree ornaments. Ready? Just get two Christmas cartons. Let me get you milk cartons. When you do it, you cut it. Make sure you have enough strength. When you get a mind dog for that, 50% off. And then you tie it, and it is very simple. And then before you know it, it's all done. And now you have a beautiful Christmas tree. <laughs> I just can't stand it. So true. We could do TikTok parodies all day long. Oh, God, yeah. So I'm trisexual, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm intersexual, and I'm, you know, I'm a little, I, I'm more scared of white men, and I'm indigenous, and um, I got PTSD I, from a can of corn I couldn't open. <laughs> Oh, oh, <laughs> so speaking of can of corn, Thanksgiving is next week, uh -huh. and then after that, it's going to be Christmas and Hanukkah and all the good, all the good stuff where you eat a lot, and you spend a lot of money, and you celebrate with family, and a lot of people partake in alcoholic beverages, and so you want to uh, take some riding services. Now, if you're taking a riding service to the airport, which we just talked about this earlier, how crowded the airports are going to be. Mm -hmm. It's going to be insane trying to get you to your flight. And like you said, if the government shuts down, Ugh. TSA is not going to get paid. Good luck having them show up. And that'll be a fun flight for you and a fun trip to the airport through security. So that's what you have to worry about on the side. But Lyft has introduced new guidelines to help ensure that you'll get picked up on time for your flight for the holidays. It says here, if a Lyft driver is more than 10 minutes late for your scheduled airport pickup in most cities, this isn't in all cities yet, but in most markets in the USA, the company will give you, they're not going to refund your money. They're not going to give you cash. 
They're going to give you $20 in lift cash because that helps you catch your flight. Um, if what? Ro- yeah, so what they'll do is go, oh, sorry, we're late. And you might miss your flight, but here's $20 to take a ride at another time. What good oh, does that just, do me now? It's just lift credit? Yeah. I, I f- took my first lift the other day. Actually, it's my second. I usually take Uber. I couldn't believe the guy. I was talking to the guy, and he's like, yeah, they take most of my money. No, like, they do. I, I was like, why are you doing this? I go, they're, they're robbing you. They're, What's ta- goes, they consider it like taxes, like any other job. They're robbing these people. And yeah. So you get uh, $20 in Lyft cash. If you don't get a new driver within 10 minutes, you'll receive $50 in Lyft cash. And if passengers opt for another ride service like Uber due to the delay, they can request another $50 in Lyft cash. So you could get as much as $100 in Lyft cash compensation. What? Um, but good luck getting to the airport. I mean, it still doesn't solve the fact that you huh. didn't get to the airport in time for your flight. Don't no. you think? Yeah, no, no. They should pay for the change of the ticket. Um, do you have twins in your family? Anywhere? Yes. You do? Same. My, really? my cousins, but they're not identical. Are yours no, identical? No. Okay. So, have you ever known identical twins? Uh, I've known a couple. Could you, were you able to tell them apart? Uh, not at first, but after like an hour or two, yeah, then I start to notice. So, I had two sets of identical twins that I went to school with, high school with. And they so were- hot. Huh? Anyway, I'm sorry. No, they were guys. Oh. And they were hot. Both of them. <laughs> Twins, um, Basil, twins. Yeah, and they were they were super cute, and it was really, the way you could tell them apart is they got different haircuts. One had short hair, and one had, like, the long split, like, uh-huh. Nick Carter for Backstreet Boys hair. And then the other set of twins, same haircut, dressed the same, pretty much the same personality, and I, c- I could never tell them apart. And my mom was really good friends with their, their mom, and so she was at the house all the time. And I used to say, which is a dumb question to ask a mother, because obviously she can tell them apart. How do you tell your sons apart? She's like... Well, they're my sons, so obviously I know which one's which. But I literally, when they would come over, I have no idea. I, that's how identical they were. It was huh. almost impossible. Is is I never really? really looked into that. Is it is it traumatic to have somebody that looks exactly like you living with you as as a brother or sister? When I figured it'd be fun for fights. Well, when I spoke to the one, not the ones that looked and dressed alike, but the ones with the two different haircuts that I went to high school with, they loved it. I mean, it's like a built-in best friend, and it didn't bother them. That you have someone that looks exactly like you. That doesn't spook you in any way? I guess you don't know any different. I guess. You know, but- Wasn't there a TV show back in the 60s, a black and white show where there were identical twins and they- What was it called? Uh, The Wonder Twins. That's what it was. Well, this is identical twin sisters that live here in Florida and they claim to live the exact same life. Ready for this? Their husbands can't even tell them apart. Stephanie Stephanie and Sammy are their names. They are 30 years old. They have been very tight-knit since birth. They live next door to each other. Uh And they work as uh, aesthetic physician assistants. Right? Ready for for this? Same job? Yes. Oh, my God. Well, you're genetically predispositioned to do everything the same. Okay, so the sisters even claim to have similar husbands who they met on the same day. They both have golden retrievers from the same litter. They oh, were pregnant sh- at the same time. Get out and they it. had their babies three weeks apart. They also were bragging that they have the same car, <gasps> they share clothes, and that they look so much alike, sometimes their husbands don't know which ones they're talking to. Wow. This should be a reality Ooh. show. Right, right, right. 100%. Well, do you think? I mean, do you think? What do you think? What do you think? You think? I, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be funny to have a reality show and then watch them like dupe their husbands. I bet you their kids. Well, can look tell at the them Property apart. Brothers. That's weird enough. Yeah. Oh, good. There's something going on there. But I'm you t- could tell them apart, though. No, I know. But the, the twin thing, the, the one you're describing, do uh, you think they've swapped? Maybe earlier in life. I, mean, I don't know. Just for fun, wouldn't you be like, are oh, you want to trade for a day? 
Yeah, there's got to be some of that, no? I've seen twins like- get away with it. Do you know who Nikki and Brie Bella are? They're, no. They were wrestlers for the WWE. No. The Bella twins are really, really pretty. They were talking about how one, when they were younger, if like one of them was supposed to do something and they didn't want to, they'd get the other one to do it. They're Ooh. identical. Wow. Yeah, so it's interesting. Okay, get ready for this story because this is insane. Gird your loins, if you will. Girded. Uh, girded. Oh. All right. Now turn the music up before she talks. Okay. <laughs> That's what gets you all the clicks, right? Have you heard of the, the story about Samuel Haskell? Do you know who he is? No, no. So Eddie Haskell's brother? No. Oh. He's the son of a top Hollywood agent. He's got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He was arrested after a woman's torso without a head was found in a dumpster near his house. Okay. And he was caught on camera disposing of what appears to be part of his wife's body. (laughs) So surveillance footage shows him parking his white Tesla next to a dumpster in Encino. This was Tuesday afternoon before opening the back and taking out what appears to be a very large garbage bag. He's 35 years old. He's really heavy. He appears like he can't get it up. He's not that way, but he can't get the bag up over his shoulder to dump into the into the dumpster. Right. So there's two separate clips. I saw this on TMZ. Um that are kind of unset like can you imagine driving by and seeing someone pull up their car open the trunk and pull out a garbage bag that's shaped like a human and you obviously can tell it's heavy because they're having a hard time right trying to lift it and put it into a dumpster and that's a it- prank i'm late for work and did it by himself well there was footage that was recorded at the same location where a homeless person is scavenging through the dumpster for recyclables stumbles upon this torso no. without a head. So they said there was no identifying signs on the torso like tattoos or whatever to kind of identify who it is, but his wife went missing a while back and they were like, oh, maybe this is the wife. Not only did the wife go missing, the wife and both of her parents were reported missing. <gasps> so get this. So he was arrested after investigations discovered, I guess, the blood that matched the torso was found in his home. So they're like, okay, He's murdered this person. They're still trying to figure out if it's his wife. They suspect it is. He's being held in jail on $2 million bail and murder charges, but it gets better. Or worse. He allegedly gave some workers, some labor workers, $500 to also haul away three large trash bags from inside of his garage just a day before this headless torso was found. Oh, no. Okay. He allegedly told these workers that the bags were filled with rocks um, and gave them money and told them to drive several blocks away. Mm-hmm. But when they were lifting it to put it in the dumpster, everything was leaking. It was leaking. It was soft. It was soggy. Oh. Each of the bags weighed 20 pounds. He told them, oh, no, no, it's just Halloween props. But they were like, no, it doesn't mm. feel like it is. It doesn't smell like it either. So they claimed that they tried to report their discovery to two separate police stations and they were turned away. Why? I don't, doesn't say why, but they were turned away. So can you imagine going in going, yeah, um, there's a body full of dead body parts and they're like, yeah, okay, bye. How? So he has three children with his wife who he has murdered. Um, They were found safe at school. This was during the day and they were turned over obviously to DCF. Um, He's got, (laughs) shocker, he's got a past filled with violence. Really? 
Yeah, apparently he was arrested and charged with two counts of assault with a deadly weapon back in 2008. He pled no contest to battery and was placed on three years probation. What? And so then he moves forward and he marries his wife, has three children with her. Now, one of the neighbors said that she had spotted him out, obviously without the mom because mom's dead. And they hadn't seen mom or her parents in a while. He was at a restaurant with the three kids. Uh And she said normally... When she would see him, she'd go up and hug him, and he got real weird and put the kids behind him and kept stepping back and wouldn't let her near them, like, get away from us, don't touch my kids, and he was super paranoid, and she said he was acting all weird, he wouldn't let me say hi to the kids, he barely wanted to say hi to me. He killed the parents, her parents too? He killed and dismembered her parents and her. Oh my God, why did he choose to dump her in a dumpster and leave them in the garage? Well, he dumped her the day after he paid the labor workers to dump the parents. Oh. Okay. So he's he's being held right now. He was arrested, $2 million bail, and he's going to appear in court on Monday. Oh, Tune in again for more Bad People Doing Crime Things with Jill Bucko. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. Now, most of you don't know who Randy Weingarten is. Me and Randy go way back. She is the president of the largest teachers union in the country. Wow. Of course, next to the NEA, she's the president of the American Federation of Teachers. She's the one that kept saying, you got to understand, during COVID, as Jane Fonda said, this was a, a great opportunity for Democrats and liberals alike to uh, do things that they ordinarily wouldn't do, which was get money from the government and from taxpayers. Randy Weingartner is the one that's pretty much responsible for shutting down our schools way longer than they needed to be shut down, mm. therefore ruining a lot of children's lives. I mean, there's kids that are going to be catching up for the rest of their lives because of the pandemic shut down of schools. And uh, there's been parents that have been, you know, talking about this for over a year now about how their kids are so far behind that they've had to hire tutors. And for those who can't afford it, the kids have had to be, you know, get, you know, extra classes and all that. Anyway, that aside. So um, a lot of parents and my daughter, I'm very proud of her, is going to homeschool her kids. Wow. I didn't talk her into it. Well, she's in D.C., right? She's in D.C. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's uh, her husband's in the Army. My son-in-law's in the Army. And uh, they tried to put him in the local public schools. And it was... A disaster. And you got to understand, these are apolitical people. They're not political at all. But they started talking to the parents. And then, of course, they started looking at reports on the school. And they started looking at forums. And she was just not only devastated because now, she, you know, she can't have a minute off. Right. But she started looking at the craziness with, with, you know, critical race theory, transgender ideology and everything. She says, these schools aren't teaching anything. All they're doing is indoctrinating children. And that's coming out of her mouth. And Mm. again, she is the most apolitical person I know. I don't even know if she votes. I know that's the part I'm working on. But I mean, (laughs) well, there's people like that. I mean, their lives are this little thing and they have to go through an isolated tunnel to Mm. their other thing and then they come home and that's it. And then they watch, you know, this and what, eat, People magazine. They eat people magazine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, Randy Weingarten is leading a, um, uh, what's the word? She's very upset about people making choices for their children. She doesn't want people to make choices as to how their kids are taught. Homeschool, private school, charter schools. She doesn't want any of that. She wants power and money. Mm-hmm. Seeing the more students that are in public schools, the more money her and her, her ilk get. 
During the pandemic, she held Trump up for ransom. Remember that? She said, I, we need this kind of money. We, I, I gave her $190 billion. Remember the whole thing about, oh, during COVID, we need this money to redo the air conditioning systems. You know, not one air conditioning system got redone. Not one. Mm, no. where, did, where did the money go? It's no. like Black Lives Matter. Mm. Where did the money go? We don't know. To this day, we don't know. But nobody's going to F with the teachers union. Oh, no. How dare you? So she's uh, railing against choice and parental rights. She calls choice and parental rights racist. Oh, yeah. She's talking to the corrupt and very racist Southern Poverty Law Center. Listen, I was talking to Southern Poverty Law Center, and they showed me the same words, choice, um, parental rights. And attempt to divide parents versus teachers. In that point, it was white parents versus um, other parents. But it's the same kind of words. That are racist. She's saying that parents making choices for their kids. And by the way, that's black, white, you name it. Parents are doing that with all. Doesn't matter what your skin color is. They're making choices for their kids. What's best for their kids? Certainly isn't the public schools anymore. I wouldn't put my kids in public school. Maybe here in Florida, depending on the school. But I mean, for the most part, any other state, forget about it. So anyway, now she's calling choice and parental rights racist. Now we move on to another player here. Her, she's a Chicago Teachers Union president. Her name is Stacy Gates. She's on, uh, I, I think this is, a, is this CNN or Fox News? I don't know which one she's on. But um, she is the same thing. Choice and parental rights are racist. However... It looks like the uh, reporter there actually did her homework and found out that Stacy Gates' children, <laughs> guess what? You want to guess? You they go guess? to private school? Say that again? Did they go to private school? You're absolutely right. You win the prize. Of course they do. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, I love these hypocrites. All right, here's Stacy Gates. You've likened in the past private schools of today to, quote, segregation academies of the Jim Crow South. Why then send your child to a private school? I didn't speak out against private schools. I spoke out against school choice. School choice and private schools are two different entities. Okay, she thinks you're stupid, and she thinks if she plays word salad with uh-huh. you, you're not going to... Okay, private school is a choice. Therefore, choice and private schools have everything to do with each other. Yep. She's telling you, oh, no, no, private school and this, I have no, That's no. What different. I'm, what I'm doing is different. This is, I'm not choosing to put it in private school. I, I had to me. because I'm private. <laughs> I'm getting good at it, too. All right. You chose to take your child out of public school for a a sports program at a private school. Uh Why not afford that nuance to the families? They want the same choice that you were able to afford to give to your child. Now, here comes all the crap. Ready? Number one, I have three children, and all three children have attended public school, and my youngest two are still public school students. To be fair, private schools in Chicago are a lot like the public schools. They just have nicer metal detectors. <laughs> <laughs> That's Gutfeld, of course. He's always fun to listen to. He's getting funnier as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, sometimes he's funny. Anyway, he talks about Stacy Gates here, the one you just heard. I love Stacy Gates saying she wasn't speaking out against private schools, but school choice, because choice can be bad. For example, she shouldn't have chosen to get a lobotomy because she's an idiot. (laughs) And if parental rights are segregation, what are they actually segregating? Their children, are they segregating their children from gender radicals and militant activists uh, who want to indoctrinate their kids? If so, I'm a segregationist. So am I. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand the 
the theory that has come lately into society that my kid is your kid. My kid's my kid. You're the teacher. What I say goes, and you can't do a damn thing about it. That's how it's going to be. Teach my kid math, English, foreign language, social studies, history, art. You stay in your lane. I stay in my lane. Don't think that my kid's your kid. He's not. Yeah, I changed the diapers. Well, you got to understand liberals and Democrats are much better at creating a society from the ground up than Republicans will ever be. Republicans are so far behind in every aspect of competing uh, for whatever it is, political positioning, uh, messaging. They're so behind. It's, it's ridiculous. They're really in a stone age. Democrats and liberals are expert marketers. And the other thing they are is expert controllers. And given enough time, they will control every aspect of your life. They're halfway there already. And in this case, what they want to do is remember, the schools, the public schools are the indoctrination center, which has created the college students you see now saying death to Jews. That's Mm -hmm. what they've created. They want from from cradle to grave to create and and, uh, use kids into adulthood for their purposes for power and money. That's it. It's a waste of time. Bunch of people running around, bumping into each other. Got guy up front says two plus two. People in the back say four. Then the, then the bell rings. They give you a carton of milk and a piece of paper that says you can go take a dump or something. I mean, it's, it's not a place for smart people, Jerry. I always talk about how clever the Chinese, the Chinese are very, um, the thing they have on us is patience. Yeah. Extremely well-planned. Uh, methodical, and that's what Democrats are here. They're not as good as the Chinese, but they're getting there with the help of the Chinese. I mean, and I don't mean every day. There's people listening right now that are probably Democrats. I don't care if you're a Democrat or not. Maybe I should use a different word. Yeah, because there's a difference between being Democrat and extreme left progressive. Yeah, if you're a Democrat from the uh, days of JFK and and even up to Jimmy Carter and Clinton, that's a whole different... That's gone, man. That is gone. That train left the station. The sandwich is rotting. You know, well, I think you and I, well, both of us used to be Democrats, right? I used to be a liberal. I didn't vote. I was just a liberal in college. If you weren't a liberal in college, you didn't have any compassion. <laughs> but if you're not a Republican when you grow up, then you're not an adult. That's what they always say. I'm neither. But hey. So anyway, here's another story. I love this story. So this dad is uh, fed up with the American school system because he thinks it sucks. So about three years ago, he decided, oh, he's going to take his young children to Sweden because he's heard life in Sweden is so amazing and everything's free and the school system is great and there's no racism and it's always snowing and it's beautiful and there's Christmas lights. I mean, if you like 40 below. Well, he idealized all that, of course, because that doesn't exist. He went there. In two years, he came back. What happened? What happened? Well, two years into his education that only cost him $100 a month there at a private school in Sweden. That's, wow, that's dog, low. Yeah, his, well, everything's subsidized. Everything. The government takes care of you with, you know, oh, it was gorgeous, world-class schools. It was nice. I, I laid bare to the grass. Uh, and he said the grass was greener there. And of course, that didn't turn out to be the case. So a piece written in The Insider, Andy, the father and husband, explained how the family had paid $1,000 a month for their five-year-old daughter's education at a private preschool in in LA. Now they're paying $100 a month for a full-blown, all the way to 12th grade, including meals, everything handed to them a month for each child in regular grade school. One day, his daughter walked up to him. You know, grade school here is free, but carry on. Well, it's $100 because it's a private. Oh, that's you said. Okay, I thought you said public. Yeah, yeah. They have after-school clubs. It's it's actually one of the most priciest ones there, but everything's really? subsidized. I'm sure... 
that the government matches that with maybe two, three thousand dollars. You just pay a hundred. It's like a uh, like when you go to the doctor here and you have your copay. Gotcha. So anyway, uh, him and his wife decided. You know, they were all comfortable knowing that their child was getting the best education in the world because the United States so bad. Our education mm-hmm. sucks, which it does in some areas. But yeah, then all of a sudden one day she started talking to her daughter asking her questions and the daughter started complaining about how bored she is in school and how they don't teach anything and she goes well what do you do in school she goes well right now they're teaching us how to play what do you mean that's what the wife says she goes, what do you mean she goes that's all they do we haven't learned anything she's eight years old eight eight years old she goes we've been playing for two years she goes why didn't you tell me that she goes well i had fun at first but they told us that's the way things stop i'm gonna interrupt you for a second Two years and this mother has no idea what's going on in her child's school. Why are you not asking her every day, what are you doing today? How'd the week go? How'd the day go? Two years go by and you don't know? they had this idealized view of Switzerland as being the best and they didn't even question it. They let their daughter go to, they figured their daughter, and their daughter would come home happy for a little while. She was playing all day. Yeah, so the first 18 months she was playing and uh, then she asked mommy, this is in the little conversation with daddy and mommy, the eight-year-old goes, What's science? Oh. <laughs> and they're back in Los Angeles. And they're back in Los Angeles. Jeez. <laughs> then again, I mean, based uh, on those clips we play of, you know, what state are you in? I don't even know. I know, I know. But, you know, in L.A. they were paying for the private school. I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's a funny story. That's tough, man. Because, you know, all we all think there. about, you know, you know how many people always tell you, you know, in Canada, they pay all your doctor's bills and you, you don't have to pay. And then you go up there and you want, you know, get an appointment for, for a pimple. And all of a sudden, well, we'll see you in about six months. Mm-hmm. You know what uh, I learned about Canada? I didn't know this. So the, the one of the couples sitting next to us at dinner on the cruise that I went on last week, they're French and they live in uh, Quebec. And she was saying she owns a private business. They used to limit the amount of illegal immigrants that you could oh, have yeah. working for you. Whatever the company is. Then they just opened it up, and now you can have unlimited amount of illegal immigrants working for you. And I said, really? Is that new? Because I didn't think Canada let anybody in. She was like, oh, no, yeah, it's new. And now they push you to hire illegal immigrants rather than people that live there. Dilute the culture. Weaken it. And she said the work ethic is not the same. Mm-hmm. She said, everybody's lazy and nobody wants to work. And she's like, my company, I have to like be really careful of who I hire, but they push immigrants on you because that they want them to come into your country. Right. I thought Canada was like locked up like a prison. I didn't think that they let anybody yeah. in there. All right, let's go to California once again. California is a source of a lot of entertainment lately. So in Sacramento, uh, they contain one uh, mass big store with those, you know, the, that's the stupid people from the fencing again. Oh, um, <laughs> I got a story about that. Um, California, there's a Target in Sacramento that is the fourth most shoplifted store in the nation. I have to look this picture up that you were telling me All about. right, so at the Target there, everything's locked up. Everything is locked up. Toilet paper's behind glass. It's insane. So finally, the target management got the okay to call the local department of, uh, you know, sheriff's department there. And deputies said, okay, we'll help. Uh So Sheriff Jim Cooper said, and he posted about this on X. Cooper said, Target, one of the largest retailers in the U.S., reached out to our office multiple times and requested assistance with shoplifting. So they were like, sure, no problem. That's what we do. Yeah. So the sheriff's office went over there for a meeting with the target officials, and they sat down. First thing, target official says, okay, here's our plan. And the 
That's when Sheriff Jim Cooper said, what do you mean, here's our plan? We're law enforcement. You called us. Yeah, we do what we do. Target said, oh, no, no, no. At this briefing, they said they have a list of things they don't want to happen. The list includes there will be no contact of shoplifters in the store. There will be no arrests in the store. And as they're having the meeting, one of the officers that came with the sheriff was looking at a security camera and saw a lady who came in with a shopping bag. I was loading the shopping bag with body wash and expensive stuff, grabbing a bunch of native body washes. Then she went to customer service and tried to return them. They did nothing. They gave her the money and she walked out the front door. So she didn't door. even pay for it? She just grabbed yeah. it and went and said, yeah, I need to return the thing I didn't yeah. buy? and this is happening while they're having the meeting. At the briefing, we were told we couldn't arrest anybody in the store. We have to arrest them outside while it's raining. Wow. <laughs> the list of rules was ridiculous. The, told, the sheriff told him to go, you know what? They're so like mamby pamby about everything. It is. It is no because they don't want any. Uh, you know, if there's an arrest in the store, then of course you're gonna have people with phones videotaping it, putting it on social media, and they don't want any of no, that. No, but you'd rather lock up all of your items because that sends exactly. a good message. Exactly. Not only locking up the items, it's driving the prices up. I just. It's crazy, right? Like you invite the cops down. Hey, do something about our, our shoplifters, except for all the stuff you normally do to get shoplifters. Yeah. Are you going to put bear traps in the aisle? Like, that's your next step. Yep. Detectives and sheriff walked out of the store, walked out of the meeting. Target leaders made this huge list, which included 100 rules for where and how deputies could act. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, no wonder why they didn't want to go. They're like, no, forget it. I'm not going to help you then. Get your stuff stolen. I tell you, it was a real liberating day when I chopped up my card in front of the store manager and gave it to him. What did he say? What card? He didn't say much because he knew what I was thinking. See, the Target over here... Or the one off of Colonial? There's cops there all the time arresting people. They don't put up with nothing. Oh, it's Florida. Yeah, Florida. I mean, God, we're so lucky. You chopped it up in front of the guy? Oh, yeah. I, I asked for him. He came over. I said, chick, chick, chick. I said, here. Did you have to borrow his scissors? Or did you have some? They had some. They had some on the Was counter. he like, I get it. He didn't see. Yeah, he gave me that face. He couldn't say anything because he didn't want, you know, he didn't know who I was and he didn't want to be self-incriminating and say something that would agree with me. And then all of a sudden he's fired. Hmm. Jen Psaki, the redhead that used to do the uh, spokesperson for the White House, she came before uh, Noodle Brains here. What's circle, <laughs> circle back, Jen. Circle back, Jen. I like her. She's she's got this hot quality to her, but boy, she just her hotness level now has gone down to about three from a ten. She's just become just this thing at MSNBC. She's got her own show. It's got no ratings, just like the rest of the shows on MSNBC. So she uh, got out there and is warning us about Trump. She's going to warn us about Trump, but it sort of backfires in a way. Here she is. What if Trump becomes president again? The hand-wringing and cocktail party speculation about an alternative to Joe Biden is continuing, will continue. Guess what? Joe Biden isn't perfect. No candidate is, by the way. Yeah, none of them are perfect, and some of them just like to go to bed at a drop of a hat, well, you know? I'm going to go to bed. Exactly. <laughs> but Jen Psaki goes on to tell us that if Trump becomes president, it's over. But we have to understand what the alternative is here. If elected to a second term, Donald Trump would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy, yeah. unleash troops on protesters, and essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it. Okay, hold on, Larry. Let's start at the beginning. What did she say? The first thing was uh, he's going to prosecute his enemies. Has anybody ever mm. done that? Let me see. Let's Trump see. has four indictments, 91 charges. He is running for office president. And his rival, his competitor, is Joe Biden, huh. who runs the Justice Department that is prosecuting the president, what? former president. So that's 
prosecuting your enemies. No way. Isn't that so? No. Then what's the second part? Well, let me get the second part. If elected to a second term, Donald Trump would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy. Okay. Unleash troops on protesters. Go Uh-oh. for it. Unleash the troops on the protest. You mean the, Wait a minute. You mean all the racists that are out on the street with Jew hate? Those people? Arrest them. Be my guest. She's, the, she's making a case for Trump right here. Absolutely. One more. And essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it. Unraveling the rules of law. Huh. Hmm. Let's you mean, see. let's see, like using the FBI as a weapon against parents who go to school board meetings, or are you talking about allowing a group of people who work under an acronym BLM destroy and burn buildings and kill cops? Or how about the son of the president, I don't know, take money from a foreign country for influence to his dad? How about that? Yeah, how about all that? And this time, he plans to line his administration with people who will actually help him do it. Good. Well, he's learned his lesson. Instead of working with the people that are there and being, you know, he's going to... I see no problem of anything that she's saying. This should be a commercial for Donald Trump. (laughs) He should just run the sake thing and that'd be it. Yep. I'll be circling back to president. You know, it's weird and amazing. The further away we get from Trump 2020, the closer he gets to the White House in 2024. Everything that he's done just looks better and better. Between inflation, uh, home prices, a hot war, a cold war, a broken border, decimated cities, it makes you dream of a strong country whose only problem was an intelligentsia plagued by mean tweets. and Mean tweets. I know some people would love to have just the mean tweets back now. I would do anything. Okay, one more thing, and then we'll get on to some funny, or at least lighthearted. Um, Gavin Newsom, not only did he say yesterday that when people asked him, hey, you haven't cleaned the streets in six years of human waste and feces and tents and drugs and mess, but you cleaned them now because the president of China's coming, and his answer was... Yeah. And so? So? What are you going to do about it? (laughs) Yeah, doesn't that let you know immediately how much they care about you? Right. Yesterday, yesterday in California, Mr. Governor of California, Mr. Newsom, signed an Assembly Bill 873, which requires the state to add media literacy curriculum to the framework of English language arts in school. What does that mean? Well, it sounds all pretty, doesn't it? Well, when you really look into the uh, fine print of this bill, 873, it turns out he wants to have students be able to recognize fake news. Are you kidding me, Rick? Mm -hmm. So who decides what fake news is? Is it Mm. liberal Gavin Newsom and the liberal teaching infrastructure there in California? Yes, it is. So now we're going to control what kids hear by the government. (laughs) Wow. Dude, I could do three hours straight without doing it. I know. No, it's because it's everywhere. It's like I saw some of this stuff coming in our future, but not to like... All at once? Yeah. 2045, maybe? Give me a second. Gosh. All right. Here's something to lighten the mood up. Oh, my God. This is this is amazing. So uh, this is a karaoke bar in St. Louis. I love karaoke bars. They are so entertaining. Yeah. So a friend and uh, there's two guys, you know, young guys in the bar. And the bar is full of people and they're doing karaoke. Now, you know how popular that is. Yes. So they were enjoying a night out in Louisville and they decided to take a regular top 40 song and sing it in that metal, hard metal. You know, like they would yeah, do well, shake it up and or be, something. Like if they did Taylor Swift, they would go, up. Yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Like yeah. disturbed. Well, you have the that contest of pooping or singing. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the karaoke man, who's about 90, uh, wasn't having it. The guy got on the microphone. Oh, he's serious. 
Nobody's gonna holler in my microphone. It blows the speakers out. Laugh. Ha, ha, ha. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Oh shit! No hollering. All right, What about the rules? You said you didn't see there was any rules, man. You don't scream and you're a microphone. So anyway, it sounds like the end of remember uh, uh, Pink Floyd's "The Wall" that song. We don't need. Oh, yeah, they're no. like, you can't get any dessert yeah. if you don't finish your, your pudding. pudding. You must finish your pudding or you can't get any dessert. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> How can you have any pudding if you, you don't eat your meat and my microphone? What could possibly go wrong <laughs> when every dumbass can practice law? That's right. In Oregon, uh, new announcement yesterday. In Oregon, you no longer need to pass the bar exam to be a lawyer. Great. That sounds awesome. So. <laughs> So what, I, what kind of lawyer? What kind of lawyers are you going to get, and who's going to want to hire them? Well, apparently the bar exam is racist. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Now they're coming up with an alternate bar exam, and I don't know when that's going to happen. But for right now, if you want to be a lawyer and you graduated with it, you could have had a you know you could pass with a D, and you could end up being in a courtroom just like this guy. And now audio from a courtroom in Oregon. All right, order, order. Counselor, your client is accused of... Uh, Your Honor, he isn't guilty. Well, I haven't even said what he's accused of. It doesn't matter. I can tell because he just seems like a nice guy. I'm getting real good vibes from this guy. Well, on what grounds do you make this claim? Um, the grounds of the the other lawyer guy didn't have a Leviticus suppositorius, (laughs) which, as we all know, is the document of the, the proceedings for the court thing? What are you talking about? I suppose I should answer your question with another question. Should I not have worn this Kansas City Chiefs jersey to the courtroom? I should have worn a suit, huh? I find the defendant guilty. Is that bad? More from a courtroom (laughs) in Oregon coming up. The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. I think I just gave myself a black eye. You just point yourself in the eye? I smacked myself in the face with my headphones by accident. Okay. You know how they bounce a little yeah. bit? And I went to open them and it just like Boom. whacked me in the face. Um, we were talking about Megan Rapino yesterday, who <laughs> was just such a gem and lighthearted, lovely individual. Um... She was playing her final game the other day. If you don't know who Megan Rapinoe is, uh, she's a treat. She's the one with the short hair that sometimes is blue, sometimes it's pink, and she bitches a lot about stuff, and mm-hmm. she's just whiny. Um, so she was playing her final game the what other sport day. Is she in? Soccer, Curling? soccer, oh. soccer. Well, you know what she's famous for. Tell everybody. Well, she's famous for a hating this country. B when she was playing overseas in another country representing the USA. Talking about how much she hated our president, which of course at the time was Trump, but she's totally silent when talking about Biden. Oh no, she doesn't get involved in that. She probably voted for him and then went, eh. Um, so she got hurt basically. Six minutes into her final game, she's retiring and she tore her Achilles. Here are the announcers talking about it. And this is such a sad, sad way for Megan Rapino's professional career 
to come to an end. That's a jackass. It's called karma. Yeah, yeah. A national heroine. A woman who has done so much, not just for the women's game, but for the game of football in the United oh, States. Are they serious? And so many more causes beyond. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, knock it off. Can't be. Did these people read the news headlines at any point in their lives? She is the worst. She's not only the worst, but even when she is fighting for something that might be important to her, she's still the worst. She doesn't even do good for her own causes. She's just a grumpus all the time. She's just, a, And now she's facing backfire because once she got hurt, she had this to say. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there was a God, like this is proof that there isn't. This is up. Okay, translate because I can't. So she said, I'm not a religious person, but if there was a God, this is proof that there isn't because this is so effed up that I got hurt six minutes in. Yeah, because he's just worrying about you the whole time. That's what he's got to do. It's all about you. Sorry, people over Israel. Sorry, everybody else. Sorry, the homeless vets. Sorry, kids. I got to worry about Megan Rapino. In her game. Well, bon voyage, biatch. God, she's awful. She's just, I just, I've never seen her smile either. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? She's just a miserable. And people I know that, even people that love the game of soccer, it's football over there, but soccer over here, and love women's soccer and love men's soccer, they can't stand her. Yeah. Nobody likes her. What happened like a year ago? What was that broken, not, not the part where she said all that stuff about Trump. There was something else that happened during a game. What happened? I can't remember. You name it. I She's, thought you would did know. Did she do some kneeling? Or there's something with the anthem? Probably. Nah, it wasn't that. But it doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, that Just goes back to- Just hateful stuff towards our country. That's all it But was. that's the thing. Should you be allowed on the American team when you hate America? Should you be allowed to go play the sport, you know, that you get paid a lot of money for here, in another country representing the country that you hate? Yeah, well, I mean, no. But, uh, you know, probably the people that manage her team think the same way. So, you know- also, I think it says a lot more about you that you chose to be on that team, even though you don't like them. Yeah. Sell out? You yeah. don't stick to your guns? So yeah, then why exactly. would anyone... It says more about her than it does about us. And then why would anyone believe anything she has to say, any cause that she's fighting for? She's, mm-hmm. She can't even stand up for her own cause. She mm-hmm. got some advertising, though. She got some endorsements. She's on the subway commercial. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I mean, you had Jared Fogle. I guess she's a step up. Oh, my that. gosh. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You're right. All right, on Saturday morning, this is unbelievable. In West Detroit, a resident named Shantisha rescued a baby when a fire broke out in her neighbor's home. Family of seven lives next door to her, right? Mm -hmm. So she was nearby, heard screams, and saw people like trying to climb out of the house. Now imagine this. You're sitting there and you're like, oh my God, my neighbor's house is on fire. Let me go run over there, see what I can do. I'll call 911. Fire department will be here, but let me help. So she said it was super chaotic. There was a frantic mother desperately trying to save her children. I mean, think about what you would do. Would you start throwing them out the window or here, you know, climb out here. Let's see if people downstairs can help you. (laughs) She's on the second floor and the mom was going to drop her baby, like a little baby, three months old, out the window. So while Shantisha is on the phone with 911 trying to make sure all the kids get out, the, the mother that lives in the house goes to throw her three-month-old out the window, Shantisha catches the baby. Oh, man. Can you Whoa. imagine? Without a glove. Yeah, just catches her. 
Like, I got it. And can you imagine the pressure? I know your adrenaline's probably going too, but if you're standing below and they're throwing a baby, this isn't like, oh, let me catch your cat because they right, don't know. Right. Let me catch, you know. It's it's your it's your baby. Yeah. You can't miss. Does she know she was, there was a mother knew she was throwing it for this girl well, to yeah, catch her? Well, yeah, I think she was is, underneath and she oh, was okay. like here and she was like, give it yeah, to me. I don't me. think she was just flinging the baby. What happened to the mom? Uh, well, they all got out alive and okay. they only had minor injuries um, and the fire's still under investigation. They don't know really what what caused it but I just thought that was incredible that there's a fire and you run over to help and you're like throw me your baby and then it's like you catch the baby it's wow. crazy um, do you ever have to keep a really really big secret uh, not really you want to give me one no I'll tell you this real quick I'll turn the microphones off you can tell me I'm a horrible secret keeper never Gee, tell me anything really well here's why I it eats me up inside so if you tell me like if you say to me don't say this to That's anyone it. outside of our circle. Then I'm okay with it. I'm like, okay, because this is a serious thing. But I'm always going to tell my husband. I feel like I figure that's a freebie. Like you, when they say tell nobody, I'm like, yeah, but I yeah. can tell him, right? That's what like, Nancy Pelosi says about her <laughs> insider trading. Like I can I tell, tell him, right? Because I have to, you have to let it out a little bit. It's kind of like a tea right. kettle. You that's have to where let you get your rush. A little yeah, of the yeah. steam. You yes. wouldn't believe what I heard. That's what. What? Oh my God, I gotta tell you something. And so that's, I love that. And I can get, you know how nosy I am with other people's secrets. I'll ask Rick all the time. He'll sit in here and I'll be like, what was that phone call about? Was it, was that meeting about? What's that email say? Because I figure if I'm not supposed to know, then somebody will just say, I can't tell you or none of your business. But I'm always gonna ask. You'll crack people half the time and they'll tell you stuff they're not supposed to tell you. Yeah, but why such a busybody? Me? Because it's fun. And I have to know details. I like to talk about other people. No, no. I just want to know stuff that I'm not supposed to know. It's exciting. And it says here, keeping secrets make you feel more alive. And it's true. (laughs) True. It's so true. If somebody comes to me, like if one of my friends texts me and says, can I tell you something? I'm getting the popcorn. Yes, 100%. You can tell me something. What you got to tell me? Bring it. But they know, my friends know that if it's something superficial like, oh, Jessica slept with Bobby last night and Bobby is still dating Teresa, then I'm telling people. That's not important. Yeah. Nobody cares. Teresa's going to find out that afternoon. <laughs> yeah. But if it's something super serious, yeah. then I'll, I'll keep it to myself. I know, but the, I'm the judge of what's serious and what's Oh, <laughs> that's where the line is. So tell me things at your own risk. And finally... Rick, this happened, um, has this ever happened at your restaurant? I want to say I think you told me that it did. What's that? Did anyone at the diner ever try to change a baby's diaper right there at the table? Oh, yeah. That's unbelievable to me. So there is a a restaurant, where did this take place? Let me look. Um, Where this lady comes in and it has like, trying to explain the layout to you. There's tables in the front and you know how in your diner, Rick, there's like a counter where people can sit? Right. Well, this counter is all the way in the back of this restaurant, okay? So the lady walks in. She just got done working out and she's like, I'm going to go order some food and wait for it and sit in the, the back counter. So she sits down. The lady next to her has a baby, proceeds to take her baby and put it down on the placemat and open its diaper. On the table? On the table. On the bar, like the diner bar, the, like the, the counter. The, the counter. And starts changing the On the counter. On the counter. And starts changing the baby's diaper. Oh, that didn't happen, but. Oh, what, like poopy diaper. It doesn't say if it's what poopy does it or pee. It doesn't matter. It's still super unsanitary. Um, so then she looks at her and she goes, you know, there's a bathroom right there. Right, with those plastic fold-down things. Well, the mother goes, there's not a fold-down table, and I don't want to get my blanket dirty, so I don't want to put it on the floor. 
So then she recommends the, the the person sitting next to her even tried to kind of give her a little leeway, and she's like, okay, well, if that's the case, there's a booth all the way in the corner that's not yeah. near anybody. Maybe go in that booth right, it's good and place. change her because right. nobody can see you, and you can like be not near people that are eating. And the mother threw a fit. She was like, I'm not going to not change my baby and let my baby sit around in a wet diaper just because you don't feel like sitting next to a dirty diaper. The lady's like, I'm eating lunch and your baby's butt is two inches away from my lunch. Did she throw a lunch at her? So then the late... the. The lady that was complaining had to call staff over eventually, and the staff made the lady leave. And so she starts throwing a fit. I'm never coming back here again. Good. Good. I'm gonna yeah. give you a bad review. You go ahead. We'll it's leave like, your diapers outside for you. Yeah. And so what are you gonna say on the review? They didn't let you change a poopy diaper on the counter. Yeah. I don't yeah, think people I can't mind I that. Fling my baby's poop all over the <laughs> dining room. <laughs> Coming to the Food Network, Guy Fieri checks out restaurants where something strange is on the menu. It's diners, drive-ins, and diaper-changing tables. Here I am at Rosie's Diner, where she's serving up a patty milk that's to die for. Rosie, what's your secret? Well, it's all about the onions, and... I'm sorry, Rosie, hold that thought. What is going on over there at that table? Oh, that lady's changing her baby's diaper. Ew. Well, don't you have a restroom where she can... Oh, wow. That is rancid. Oh, Rosie, why are you allowing this? It's all coming up on diners, drive-ins, and diaper-changing tables. Okay, next I'm going to try the clam chowder. Oh, no, there's another one. Rosie, it reeks in here. I'm calling the health department. Only on the Food Network. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Ready for some stupid news? You must think I'm stupid. Now, here's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Okie doke. Delivering stupid day in and day out without fail. Getting stupid results. (laughs) So imagine a spider that is so big and can fly so far that you're just sitting outside in your driveway one day and it lands on your head. What do you nope. mean it flies? Mm-mm. The new Joro spider can fly miles. How? It's the size. Wh- it's bigger than your hand. Why is it new no. and why is this a thing and why is it here? Why it is, is it flying? It is now in the eastern U.S. That's us. That's us. And it's spreading across the entire country. Uh, but it is. It's from southern uh, Alabama is where they got the most right now. They've already spotted that in the state. In early October, a hiker in North Alabama reported an encounter with a Joro spider in the Roy B. Whitaker Preserve. The spider is the size of your hand. It's huge. It, it, it looks like lobster tails. Mm-mm. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, and it, and it can fly m- for miles, and then it can land on your head. I would rather not. I'm moving. Yeah, no, going to Australia. Only one way to solve that that sort of thing, I can't. I'd rather don't. No, oh, thank God. you. Then I had one of those big, huge purple blue spiders between two trees in my backyard. Oh, that's exactly what I did, honey. I got Hard it. Pass. <laughs> this woman in Mississippi, nicknamed the serial wedding crasher, has been popped up again. Sandra Lynn Henderson has. Uh, she's 57. Uh, you know, I always wonder about people that, you know, are 50, 60, 70, and they're doing massive crime. Just always some curious yeah, like, about that. Like, what did you not get in your life that yeah. you're missing? That hole is there that makes you have to go do crime. Yeah, don't your ankles hurt from running? <laughs> I don't know. You don't get Medicare, Medicaid, and you want that, you know, health care. And- yeah, she'd been crashing weddings for years. She was arrested again September 30th at a wedding ceremony and charged with petty larceny, trespassing, and dis- disturbing the peace. Nice. On her final crash, Henson was caught in the act by the groom's sister when she spotted her rifling through guests' purses, coats, and eating pieces of the wedding cake. <gasps> Henson eventually confessed and after allegedly taking $200 out of her bra that she had stolen from the wedding partner's 
purse, according to the groom's other sister. After begging not to call the cops, saying she didn't want to go back to jail, the family called the cops. <laughs> she went back to jail, and she was uh, she was uh, convicted yesterday. Wow. 57. I mean, you think it no better? Or even, is that drinking? What is it? I don't know. All right. I mean, he's, yeah, depending on the free free food and whatnot. I mean, how often do you pay for those outfits and you only get to wear them once? Yeah. Grammy-nominated gospel singer was nearly booted off a Delta flight when she refused to stop performing her new single. Did you see the video? No. You should listen to it. She uh, singing Maverick uh, based on the group she's in, the Maverick Way. She's a Christian singer. And her name is Bobby Storm. She's 36. Um, you told me before I did the story that uh, she asked people if she it was did. okay to sing. And okay. Yeah, so you play the audio. All right. Seatbelt signs off. It's not a disturbance. Oh, wait. No, not that one. Hold uh, on. Not that one? Okay. So, so basically what happens is I thought I had given it to you. No. She turns and they're waiting on the tarmac. Mm-hmm. So... She's just chatting with, you know, the people that are next to her. And she's like, you guys, I got nominated for a Grammy for the first time in my life. And they're like, oh, my God, that's wonderful. And she's like, here's my name. I sing for the Lord. I sing Christian songs. She's like, while we're waiting, do you guys mind if I sing you a song? And they're like, sure, go ahead. So she starts singing. And everyone's just kind of like watching her. And nobody cares. It's not like they're like, ugh. And so the uh, steward or the guy that works on the plane, he's not having it. He's over her singing. Seatbelt signs off. It's not a disturbance. I am. Have a seat. Oh, I just found out. I'm up for two Grammys. My very first time, you guys. My name is Bobby Storm. I sing for the Lord, and my song is out on all platforms. It's called We Can't Forget Them. I want to share this with you guys. I wanted to do it when I first got on the plane, but I haven't done this in a while, so. Are you going to be quiet? But they're enjoying it. So while we're sitting here, could I please? I'm not enjoying it. So I'm asking you, can you be quiet? Okay, well, I'll find yes that or, up. That's a yes or no answer, please. Am I going to go to jail if I don't? Can you please answer my question? Are you willing and able to be quiet right now? I'm doing what the Lord is telling me. Is that the steward? That's, that's the, the steward that's like, can you sit down and shut up? And she's like, well, I just, can I please sing? Everyone's enjoying it. He's like, well, I'm not. Okay, she seems really nice. Yeah, she's real polite. Real polite and real nice. But at the same time, uh, I, I got to yeah. say this. I mean, that's not the place for this. I mean, I understand. I don't but mind I think it. That's why she, I don't mind it, but I think that's why she asked. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, that's cool. I mean. But it seems like a little over promotish. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Okay. But at the same time, it's not like she's I know. devil worshiping in the middle no, of the No, I aisle. know. I get that. But at the same time, you know, it's it's maybe not- she's not good. Is anybody of these people here? <laughs> I don't she's know. I, I nominated for hear- Grammy's one thing. Flavor Flav's been nominated. Oh, God. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to hear her sing. I mean, if she's a nominated for a Grammy and gospel singer, I was guessing she was pretty good, but I, you don't get to hear her. Let me see what else is on here. I'm asking you a question, yes or no. I'm your flight leader. I need you to follow my instructions. Well, that guy's definitely a dick. Yeah. Okay. My instructions for you to answer my question. Are you able to be quiet? What right do you guys time? think? I'm asking you, ma'am. I'm asking you guys. If you're not able to, be, to follow my instruction, yeah. you will not be taking this flight. Ah, uh, okay. Are so you that's able to be asking. quiet? If that's the case, then that's fine. All right. Thank All right. you. So I'll sing it on a low for y'all. In a <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope he gets all the hate social no. media he deserves. You know what she did? I what did she do? <laughs> 
It's one of my favorite scenes. Anyway, what? So what she wound up doing was she went to her social media because I guess um, she had the video posted and everyone was like, fire that guy. And so she goes on. She's like, don't complain about him. Don't, I don't, I'm not trying to get anyone fired. I just want them people to be kind to people. I wasn't trying to do any harm. I was just trying to bring joy to people. And she was really sweet. Yeah. And, but I promote my mixtape. But at the same time, I feel like I would have been like, yeah, no, complain. They apologized to her, she says, that Delta called her and said they were sorry. But what's what that they, Do they find the grumpiest, most angry people to work on airliners now? It's probably a secret air marshal. No, lately I've noticed I get thankful when I fly and it's somebody that's like chipper and happy and nice right. and They help, used to be helpful. so nice and they'd give you a chicken wing. No, they give you the they, they, give, you chicken they give you those uh, pilot <laughs> wings and everything. Like one the last flight I was on they were asking someone to switch cuz you know if you're under a certain age you can't sit in the exit seat. Yeah. So I guess there was somebody too young in the exit seat so she asked if somebody would switch and when they did she gave them free drinks for the flight. Oh nice. So she was like thank you for doing that. Here's your free drinks, so go with you the know. Wings. Nice. With the chicken wing, yeah. All right. Well, you know, I heard the pilot join them. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. If you look to your right, you'll see some glorious mountains. And if you look to your left, you'll see the earth that the Almighty has created. Yes, here on this airline, we are filled with the Spirit of the Lord. We are cruising at an altitude of 20,000 feet, which means we are 20,000 feet closer to God. Can I get an amen? Now, please, turn the pamphlet in the seat back in front of you to the Book of Safety Precautions. In the event of an emergency, please pray to the Lord and make sure you are praying before the person seated next to you is praying. We know you have a choice which airline to fly, and we're glad you chose us. Hallelujah! Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Another hour of the fun stuff on deck. On 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 